two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. How are you, sir? <laughs> I need that drop, 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 drop. Hotep Jesus, you need to admit that. Stop being racist. <laughs> New episodes every Thursday night. Hotep's been told you. We laugh. What's good, people? It's Thursday, Hotep Thursday. Back at it again, episode 122 of the best podcast on the planet Terra. I am Uncle Hotep. He is Hotep Jesus. Hotep's been told you a little early tonight. We're going to stream the debate. You know, tonight's the last debate and the most as they say it, the most important election of our times. <laughs> so we come a little bit early. Uh, we're going to get us trying to squeeze in as many topics as we can. Then we're going to stream the, the debate. Then we might have some words after the debate. So stick with us. Thanks everybody coming through. Please hit that like, please hit that share button. Hotep Jesus. How was your week? Oh man. Um, great week. Spoke to my partners over at CoinBits app because Bitcoin hit a peak of 13,000 this week. If anybody's familiar with Bitcoin, I think the high all time was somewhere around 20,000. So we're slowly creeping our way to the Bitcoin highs. Um, spoke to my partner over at CoinBits app. We have a new goal of um, 10 million assets under management. Right now, we are closing in slowly or fast, I should say, I'm sorry, closing in fast on $1 million or $1 million assets under management. Crazy. Coinbitsapp.com. If y'all not in, it's the easiest way to get in Bitcoin. It's only a dollar transaction. Company is growing. And um, we're even eyeing um, a possibility of uh, selling a PayPal in the future because PayPal is looking to acquire um, some Bitcoin company. Uh, cryptocurrency company so we're growing we're happening um so life is good over there how are you how's your week i mean it's all right um same old same old um kid home virtual schooling Uh uh-huh um just trying to survive these last two weeks of the election process (laughs) (laughs) without going stone cold crazy on the normies man Mm -hmm. These normies on Facebook, man. I can't even have discussion with these people. I had to stop, man. I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not posting no more on my regular, because I got a, you know, I got an Uncle Hotep Facebook page. So everybody's on on Normie Book. Follow the Uncle Hotep Facebook page. But I wasn't really posting. I was just replaying, re, reposting my videos and stuff like that. Now I'm just gonna post on there because when I under my my normal, you know, what I mean, that's where all my normie friends are. Oh my gosh, man. These people, man, it's just like, they don't care, man. Like 
I was having a discussion with this normie about taxes and buying taxes. You know how 50 came out and said he ain't going, he ain't going for it, right? And these guys were saying, I'll happily pay higher taxes if it if it that that's what it takes to get rid of Donald Trump. I'm like what? I, I swear to God, man. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, are you serious? I'll happily let the white man put me back in shackles. If it means getting rid of Trump. This is their mindset. They're brainwashed. Terrible. I I, I put a a tweet out earlier, you know, talking about, you know, um, the distractions that would come today to distract from Biden and all that. And somebody I know in real life would like listed all these things about Trump. I'm like, damn, they got you too, bro. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, Like you could, you got my number. You could have just hit me. We could have talked this out, and you over here mad at me on Twitter, and it's just like it's real weak. But um, I was on this uh, app, uh, Clubhouse. You know the one nerd got us invited to. Shout us, shout out the nerd, and um, uh, they had a understanding Trump side room, so I knew what to expect. But I went in there and liberal dominated man, and they was jumping down your throat, boy. I really can't understand these people, man. I really can't. And the thing is, a lot of them are educated, like highly college educated, um, articulate. But when they speak, it's like there's no substance there. All of their words are just empty, man. Like they say a whole lot of big words and a whole lot of things with nothing behind it. And, you know, I was in another room was talking about capitalism and cryptocurrency and a socialist was in there and. I was coming with my facts. Like I was, you know, she was like, oh, we need a good wage. And I was hitting, I was like, yo, Walter E. Williams wrote a book about um, minimum wage was had its inception and racism in South America and South Africa. And the same thing happened in the United States. And I'm coming with sources. The Thomas Sowell, go watch this Milton Friedman, da, 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 da. And she a poet, you know, and all she got is emotions for me. But it's like, they got no evidence to back anything up. It's just all pure, you know, um, emotion and socialism just like oh my god people suck at life yeah i can seem like the more educated some of these people are the more brainwashed they are you know what i mean like <laughs> yes. it's, it's it's sad man like I, I always said you know the paper on the wall negro man it, it's like they let the paper on the wall speak for them but there's nothing up here you know what i'm saying uh-huh. like they, they, they're missing they're lost in the sauce um Anyway, um, 341 in the room. Please hit that thumbs up. Please hit that share button. Um, uh, Sir Bubba Hotep, looking forward to the Hotep, 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 Hotetainment tonight. Hotep at Build 1999. Thank you. Um, I think there was another. Was it Lemley? Uh, yeah, Lemley, good evening. Thank you for the $5 donation. Um, let's get right to it so we'll try to get as much in we can before these debates start. Um Tubin. Me Tubin. Tubin was zooming. <laughs> Tubin was uh, you know, he's a CNN guy and um he was in a meeting and he said he thought he got out of the meeting and next thing you know he's 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 beating his jaw on on a Zoom call. <laughs> That's not even the the, the you know, now CNN suspended him, right? Yeah. That's not even the capper. After that, now today, all these media outlets 
are defending Tubin. Defending his actions. Oh, you know, Tubin, you know, it's it's you know, it's they're they're trying to say we're mad at him because he was he people are are, are making a big deal out of it because he was masturbating. Not that he was masturbating toward business hours at a, at a Zoom call. Just there's a there's a stigma to masturbation, and that's why we're, we're mad at him. They tried to flip it. So now, like I put my I put my kufi on. I'm, my kufi's on tonight early. Now I'm like, did did Tubin do this on purpose? Uh, no, nah. But a possibility. I like I like the take. I like the tinfoil hat take. I like the kufi hat take. <laughs> Why would you think that? To to because now now either it, he did it on purpose and it was just used as a distraction. And they're just covering for him, or that's how the media are, and they're just covering for each other. Like it just seemed like it was too coordinated of an effort to cover for this guy that was obviously like, man, you made you messed up. Like most people would get fired for something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Buzzfeed ran some cover. He was like, some of y'all put your cameras off and you know smoked weed uh, while you on. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I've definitely um, burnt a couple of spliffs in the middle of a Zoom meeting. But the last thing I'm thinking about is wanking my yanker while I'm in a business meeting. Like, we're supposed to be handling business. Like, like is this what people are using computers for? Like, the, the wank their wanker? Like, I, I, it, I, it, it, it's disgusting. First of all, you can't equate smoking a doobie with schmanging your meat. You know, because right. you can smoke a doobie and be totally zoned in on your Zoom. You right. can't schmang your meat and be, unless you schmanging your meat to one of your coworkers, which. <laughs> I wonder who was in the call, man. Like, who was, Word. He, <laughs> who was he on the call with schmanging his meat? You know, um, that's uncalled for. That's ridiculous. I, I, you know, if he was at my organization, he'd be fired on the spot. I don't care how hard up he Bro, what are you doing? He's supposed to be focusing on. On, on what was it? But again, this goes back to uh, the sexual nature of the progressive. These guys are mostly and predominantly perverts. Right. That's what it is. And we're going to talk about other topics tonight that evidence that. But it's it's absolutely disgusting that that somebody would do that. It's irresponsible. Um, and, and you're just not even taking your job seriously. But the media running cover for him, it's just like, damn. I thought y'all was the ones talking about, you know, uh, Me Too and respect women and, you know, all that. And y'all running cover for this per. Disgusting. It definitely is foul, man. Um, Shamir Jordan. Good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for 999 donation. Brandon Kuzer. Salute Kangs. The Prez about to get banked. Jump tonight. Debate about the one sided than a mother. Tried to put the pres name in the super chat and got denied. <laughs> Man, wow. Yeah, I didn't put um the, the Hunter Biden name in the description box for that exact purpose. Hotep Tiger, five dollar donation. Thank God I didn't finish college. Uh Michael Omenor, there is a difference between educated and indoctrinated. Mm. Yes, indeed. Um, hold on. Uh, Macy's Rex, 
uh, because y'all failed to cancel Hotep. Blame blame black men got trending, got trending. Peace and love to Hotep Nation. Love, love. Um, Tommy Endgame. Tommy Sotomayor. Tommy Sotomayor was ripping DL Uli for tacking Ice Cube. Oh, we gotta get to that. We gotta talk about that. Um, John Lemley. To be fair, Tubin could have been making a performative statement about how miserable it is to work at CNN that he would rather test himself on camera than do work for him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, North Star Bright file our donation. Uh, Jeff Tubin, aka DJ Jizzy Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> needs to go to OnlyFans like the rest of the weirdos and keep the funny stuff to himself. Sure. Oh my gosh, yo, um, yeah, you know, that you know, Blaine Black, let's go to that. Blaine Blackman was trending, uh, this week. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're getting close to the election, um. And Jamel Hill came out with her normal jump on black men that black men are, you know, wanting to, to hold on to the patriarchy. They want to be white men. Jamel, our good friend Eba, who's banned from this show, yes. said the same thing. Oh, these people want to be black men. Now, bla- be white they, you know, they want to be white men. Mm-hmm. So... I think Terrain Walker started, and a lot of people started, you know, they started... Uh, they started making a trend blame black men. They went back. Somebody had a picture of, um, I don't know, the moon, <laughs> Wait, the, the oh. challenger, the black men are responsible for the challenger exploding. <laughs> black men responsible. Like everything in, in, in human history that went wrong. We put a hashtag with blame black men. It was hilarious. It was the funniest thing I've had seen in weeks, man. Hell, that shit was hilarious. I saw it. <laughs> Um, I love that we can just take the jokes and just twist them. I was in another room on Clubhouse and um, I forget what the topic was, but grown ass black men were in there talking about deconstructing the patriarchy. And um, I didn't hop in a conversation, obviously, because it's just I was just trying to understand, you know, like, what the f- does it mean to deconstruct the patriarchy? Like, first of all. You've de- de- deconstructed your own patriarchy when you chopped your nuts off by saying that bullshit. <laughs> your 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 patriarchy has been cut off right. at the phallus for even saying that. But deconstructing the patriarchy, I, I, I'm gonna be trying to get somebody on that's a liberal. Those, you know, I've been on this mission for the past two three years. I don't even know what this shit means, man. And they say we want to be white people and all of that. Like, then they said we were the white people of black people. And I take that shit as a comment, a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> black men are white people, and it's just—it's actually, um, because you go based on the statistics, um, black women over-index uh, for getting degrees over all races. You know, so if anybody's white, goddamn black woman. These are the ones going to the goddamn college. Yeah, I was on Lipstick Alley, and these they were going off on that man. There was this like, because you know they're they're, oh we were you know I think Dom Lemon said uh, black women know more or would know more about this because they're in the boardrooms more because somebody had a a stat that they're in the boardrooms at, at these companies. Yeah, like they don't understand like. These companies would rather if you take a black woman and a black man and you got to give them a job. White folks are going to choose the black woman nine times out of ten. Yes. 
Not because of performance reason. No. You kill two birds with one stone. You get a woman in there and you get a black person in there and they don't understand it. They think they're, they're doing it because they're outperforming black men. Mm. They don't understand that's by design. Yeah. Like I, I like these people talk about white supremacy, this, that, and the third, but don't understand the game. Mm. Like they, they, like, like they, they actually think like if you were whites, they can't put, see the problem is they can't put themselves as white supremacists. Like think like that. Mm. Like if you think like it, like say you would think like, Hey, if you were white supremacist, what would you do? I would destroy their family unit. Yeah. They don't even see it like that. Like they're so dumb. They can't even see that, but they got all these degrees. Lack of street smarts. See, they're letting their ego get ahead of them. Like, I wouldn't let that. Like, they sitting there bragging and stuff like that. I'm like, like, we know what's best for democracy or for America. I'm like, they, I, can, can you know what's best for the family first? <laughs> like, why, like, I don't get it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's these, it's these uh, progressive institutions of so-called learning. Um which is why I'm glad we have this new class coming out starts in November. The link is in the description box below renegade university. We're going to be educating people on, um, real, uh, black history, um, black American history, not that shit they teach at Harvard. And, uh, Thaddeus Russell shot at that, um, has promised us that, um, at the end of this course, you'll be able to debate any liberal progressive professor across the country at any Ivy league because, uh, this education is not only going to come with the facts, it's going to come with the rhetoric and the arguments. Uh, so I'd, I'd, I'd enjoy if everybody hit that link, got in the course, it's at the fraction of a cost of one credit at these um, terrible institutions. Um, but I'm joining the class. I'm in there. I'm enrolled. And um, I'm going back to school to get my education from the white man. And there's another black professor in there, too. <laughs> and um, I, I, I'd invite everybody to get in there and get this real black history. So when you head to the timeline, these suckers ain't got nothing on you because you got way more facts and ammo. Uh, Jimmy, the, the, the Jet, 1977, love the conversation. Gentlemen, keep up the great work and keep that energy positive always. Nico, um, I don't know what currency this is, but thank you for 200 of it. Tell me what you think the two social state is like a bad, a giant bad mother. She wants you to be polite and share. The fascist state is like a bad father. He wants you to get in line and follow orders. Immature, immature people want them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cameron Ireland, when black blame black men got trending, my first thought was Dems must, must have gotten the real poll numbers on black turnout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Sketch Therapy holding us down. Is the mod. I think Kent the Rose in here too. That is in the building, co-taught by Kamasi Hill. That is in the building. Daddy is Russell. Shout out to Dad. It's my white brother from another mother. Shout out all y'all. Um, your girl was on uh Twitch this week, man. Talk about your girl AOC, man. What game? What what hold up? What game was she playing? Among Us. What is that the uh, among what what game is that? Uh it's it's basically a game where uh someone is designated an assassin and you have to secretly kill the other people and um they have to uh figure out who is the murderer. Um and it's got these like little weird figures 
you run around, you do tasks, somebody designated the killer. I don't know. I've never played it. I don't be playing a stupid game. You know, if I'm <laughs> playing a game, it's gonna be like Call of Duty or uh, Ghost of Tsushima, something like that. I play real game or chess. Um, but uh, yeah, she a gamer girl now, which I think is totally on brand for her. Like we've been waiting for this. You know, um, next stop is probably OnlyFans if she doesn't get uh, elected. Um, but yeah, man, um, she's a gamer girl now, and I think that that that's that's her, that's a great lane for her. I checked out a, you know about five minutes of the stream. You know, I'm not gonna sit there and watch her play a video game. You know, whatever. I just wanted to. I really just wanted to see uh, how Among Us was played because I heard about the game. I've seen screenshots, but I never actually watched my play it. So I watched it a little bit. I'm pretty uninterested in it. But yeah, AOC's a gamer girl now. Her and uh, my other boo, uh, Ilhan Omar. Omar. Yeah, Ilhan with her sexy ass. Yeah, this might be the long play because you know they're kind of young and. Uh... You know that 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 community is only going to grow, right? Right. So if That's they the get in early, you know they're in there for let's say if they're in government 10, 15 years, they're going to grow with these people that have been playing games all that time. You know, what I mean, it's, the, the industry is not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so no, go ahead. Yeah, I think they understand culture much better than the Republicans, right? And this is a brilliant move. This is a, a really, really brilliant effing move um, by those two young ladies to move into that demographic and recognize that. Um, this is something TPUSA wish they would have thought of. Right. Like, are we going to see Candace Owens? <laughs> <laughs> now, you know damn well, Candace Owens thinks she's too good to go on Twitch and play games. Yeah, there's some. Uh, are, is there any conservative gamers? I'm trying to think if I followed it. Amazing Lucas. Okay, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Amazing yeah. Lucas streams games. Yeah. Um, I've uh, seen a. I've seen your boy ABL play some games. Right, Corey. Nobody wanna watch <laughs> ABL play no games. Hey, we need to get ABL a KKK game where he walks around <laughs> the KKK handing out Christmas gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to ABL. Uh, but yeah, I can't even think of anybody else. But you know, that's something like, you know, uh, I'm not saying Candace, but you know, that's you're right. They they're they're gonna let the, the libs corner the market on some stuff like that, and you can't let them do it. You got to get in on that, man. Got to, got to. Had me thinking like, damn, I need to set up my Twitch account and <laughs> get my shit right, you know. And uh, somebody, uh, one of the Hoteps in the Hotep chat said, Hotep, you gonna um you gonna get the gamer thing going? I was like, yeah, maybe you know, maybe I'm gonna get on that. Got the streaming machine and shit already. You know, I don't know if I'm a stream PlayStation or PC games, whatever it is. Let me know. If y'all want to see uh Hotep Jesus streaming some video games, press one in the chat and uh tell me what game you want want to see me stream. I've always wanted to st- like I'm so mad I I like if one thing of being old right now is like you miss this opportunity because I used we used to play games all the time. But now the only games I play is Tetris. <laughs> I played Tetris. I used to play uh, Destiny a little bit. I wasn't, I wasn't really great at any. I was okay in some games. I usually play shooters. You know, not yeah. like, but not like shooters like, um, like you know, Call of Duty and stuff like that. I used to play like Galaga in like space, like in a spacecraft and shooting shit. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, uh, but I, I like that. Destiny was a game I got into a little bit. That's the last game I really played. Now I just play my 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 daughter's uh, Switch, and I uh, play Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> I used but to love it. Tetris. Yeah, I, 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 that's one game I can still fuck with though. Word. Do y'all want me to stream on YouTube or y'all want me to stream on Twitch? Type uh, YouTube if you want me to stream on YouTube. Uh, and uh, type Twitch if you want to see me stream on Twitch. I see people saying Call of Duty. I'm okay at Call of Duty. I'm not the best. I've gotten a lot better than when I first got the game. I can definitely stream chess. I would love to stream chess. Um, but let me know where y'all want me to to do that at. I'd love to do Call of Duty because when I get in, when I start the games, I'd be cussing like one. Die, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> uh, black capitalism, sub hoteps. I swear this election cycle has been going on for four years. Can't wait for it to end. Also, black people vote libertarian. That's one thing I've noticed. See, I've seen a lot of the Jorgensen signs around my way, man. You seen any? Jorgensen? No, I yeah. haven't seen none. It's a battle going on around the corner. I, I like, I'll play FIFA. I, I like FIFA. There's a okay. battle going around the corner. Um, there's a dude with the Trump sign on the way to my daughter's school, and then there's another sign right after that, that says "Nope," <laughs> and it has like a, a Trump as the O. So yeah, white folks out here battling, man. They're going to war with signs. I've seen that too. I've seen one house right next. One house will have a Biden sign, right? Mm. Then the the next house over have big ass. They're trying to out outsize each other. Got these big ass Trump signs and shit like that. Yeah, they're, they're fighting over signs, man. <laughs> It's the pettiest election ever. <laughs> I still got to take some cookies over to my neighbor after he took down the Trump sign and sent him some sympathy. Uh, Hotep Tiger. Millie Weaver plays games. Okay. LES. Uh, thanks for $4.99 donation. Um, last chicken nugget. Get Nick Fuentes and Amazing Lucas for some epic heated gamer moments. Mm, I like that idea. We get some little team thing going on there. I like that. Yo, that might be uh, that might be a move. It's yeah. you know get like a whole bunch of conservatives playing like a uh, you know a raid or playing Call of Duty or have like a tournament or something like that. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, that sounds like fun. We're gonna make that happen. Breezy Bird, Candace Owens going to be an NBA 2K streamer. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> Imagine, do you think Candace Owens got a jump shot? Yeah. You think she play? Yo, she tall as shit. Is she? Yo, Candace Owens is taller than me. Oh, okay. And I'm only like, I'm like 5'10", 5'11". With heels or without heels? Um, With, with sneakers on, I'm about 5'11". No, I mean, but she oh, had... Oh, with heels on? Um, I mean, she had... I think she had heels on, but they weren't, like, super tall okay. right, heels, right? But, you know, when I saw her, I'm like, damn, this bitch big as fuck. Um, yeah, she tall. She, You know, with her heels, she was taller than me. I, You know, but I climbed that tree if I need to. See, this... Well, I'm, Candace, I'm going to give you a free game. You should, you should maybe play NBA 2K. Imagine her playing with LeBron James talking shit with <laughs> <laughs> LeBron James, <laughs> shut up and dribble, motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, that oh, would be man. hilarious if she be playing with LeBron and stuff like, or playing against LeBron, talking shit on him. Oh my god. Um, so that's that. Hold on, um, Derek the Fletch Fletcher. I'm in Twitter jail for threats. 
I said the Republican and Democratic establishments need to die off. Apparently, somebody didn't like that. Yeah, you got to be careful with some of the keywords. Die, kill. I remember I was joking with somebody else. I said something like, uh, we going to fight, you know? And I got like a strike for that on Twitter. I'm like, damn, <laughs> that's my homie I was talking to, you know? But, you know, when you're popular, you know, these these progressives, they type in keywords to like go and find stuff you've said and then, you know, report you. So you got to be careful out here, man. Um, somebody lost their head in France, man. Yeah, what happened with that? I didn't see that. Well, allegedly, a teacher was showing uh, cartoons or pictures of uh, the prophet. Mm. And I, I, I think the, the guy was from Chechnya or something like that. Okay, came in and cut the teacher's head off, man. For 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 doing what? <laughs> showing uh, an image, a cartoon of the prophet. Prophet Muhammad? Yeah. And who cut their head off? Some some France bull. Oh, I mean, some just I regular from Russia. Some radical. But, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's I think Macron said it was uh he labeled it as terrorism or something like that. But yeah. That's terrible, man. Boy. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of fear of the encroachment of Islam in, in Europe and uh I don't think that's the last time you're going to hear something like that. Yeah, I was on a. I got to stop going on poll, but I can't because <laughs> I've seen so many pictures of this guy's head on the damn street. I'm like, come on, man. Like, what is going on, man? They just have his head. You know how they do, man. I'm just like, that's just I'm looking like that's a clean ass cut. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Damn. Poll. Wow. Yeah, but hold on. Let me read these super chats because we gotta get Nigeria. We gotta talk about Nigeria. Man. Yes, we do. It, it, it's getting crazy, man. Like, hold on. Um, hold on. Uh, where am I? Okay, uh, North Star Bright Peep Game. You get all the ladies from the squad to play against the conservative ladies. The game should be Fortnite. <laughs> Ken Thorough, uh, thanks for a donation. Uh, Hoteps versus Groupers. Gropers live on Twitch. See, that's another idea you could do. Yeah. Somebody highlight Nick Fuentes. Tell him, let's get it popping. <laughs> Yo, you better get some ringers, man. Don't get me. You better get some ringers, man. We can't lose to the Gropers, man. We can't lose. <laughs> can't lose. You better get some Gropers. T- Mukhtar, can you play? Mukhtar out there. I know you young. You better get some uh, some ringers, hotep ringers that can play. You know damn well we gonna lose to the great, but some niggas ain't got no job. <laughs> <laughs> we can find some hotep gamers, man. Yo, hotep like, gamers. My guy put a koofy on him, like, yo, man, play for us. Like, turn the camera on, right? <laughs> <laughs> we gonna need some some. Some some white representation to throw a koofy <laughs> on your ass. We gonna send you a koofy, put that shit on in the stream. Let them know, um, you know, you blacker than Sean King. We gonna get y'all in there, man. <laughs> if you a gamer? Let us know. <laughs> Aztec Mecca seven 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 S O L. Hotep to the people. Hotep clan on multiplayer. Sign me up. Let's Aztec go. Mecca might be able to play. We might be able to use Aztec Mecca. Let's go. Kyle Rose. Ice Cube is on Lord Jamar's podcast right now, but not on Hotep's. Been told you what? W T F. Yeah, you know, they scared. They scared. You know what I mean? We a little bit too smart for them niggas. 
I, I feel like he maybe he'll make his way around. I don't know. He's going through all the circuits. He not. They, <laughs> they be running. He not coming. I'm telling y'all right now. Just give up. Give up. Ice Cube ain't coming around this way. He he seen it. Um, DJ Pooh follow me. It's not gonna happen. Uh, we're we are just uh a little bit too radical for them. And we're not even radical at all. We're the most level-headed people you're going to find on the left and the right, but it is what it is. But I don't yeah. even want to talk to Ice Cube no more. Like I've been watching some of his debates, and I'm just like, eh, kind of not interested anymore. I mean, his interviews, um, I, I, I've been watching them, and it's just like, uh, thanks, Dad. Just got your text. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not even interested in talking to Ice Cube anymore. Um, his plan is trash. Um, he's, uh, he's like... Uh, so first of all, you know, Ice Cube said, uh, you know, he's been doing his studies and he's catching up and he realized that, you know, he has to look at the other side of the aisle. And I was like, nigga, you just now figuring that shit out, you know. So it's like you did your studies and here you are. And it's like if you've just now figured that out, you still got way more studying to do before you even try to take the steps that you're taking right now. You know, because if you late on that, you know, Hoteps is eons ahead of you. So if you're not coming to talk to us, you ain't never going to catch it. Yeah, I'm just, you're right. I'm, I'm not even like, don't don't hit him up no more. If you don't want to be on there, you're he, he going to go on Lord Jamar's and all, all that. He's like, he's making, he's, he's trying to reach out to the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? To reach, I don't know who, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, Roland Martin and all that, man. You, these people are out here to set you up, man. You had DL Yuli is out here killing you on it. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> and like, come on, man. Stop with that mainstream stuff, man. You, you got to reach the people. We're the people. Not Lord Jamar. Not Roland Martin. They're not the people. You got to talk to people and explain your position. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You're, you, you're like, people are accusing him like Ebro. he want to talk to he talked to Ebro. who talked to Ebro? cube Ebro. he took yeah he must have went on uh uh what 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 they hot 97 yeah yeah i seen a, a thread on the collie there's a there's a youtube video they they're saying that <laughs> the people said the comments is red pill but i i mean I, I didn't look at it i just read the, read the, the thread on the collie uh-huh and Ebro said oh are you are you, doing, are you in tax trouble that's what type of time he, Ebro was on. Are you in tax trouble? Who said that to? Cube. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tune in to New York radio. Thank you for the heads up. Yeah, OBS doing OBS things. Let me go ahead and lock on Ken. Let me go ahead and lock on that. Yeah, you know, um, I listen to New York radio, and um, it's just trash. There's no tolerance. There's no level-headedness. They're they're literally paid to show for the Democratic Party. Their advertising is paid to show for the Democratic Party. So, you know, you're not going to get any um, ob- objectivity from them. So I don't expect it. Yeah, so forget it, man. Cube, man, you, you know where to find us. Yeah. Um, uh, Gerald Stokely, uh, there's no more fear, HJ. There is pure acceptance in Europe. Mm. Um West M, Hunter Bo- <laughs> HB ex business partner just did a live press conference. He showed three phones and said he has all the emails and wire transfers to Joe. To oh, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. 
he is given the he's going to give the phones to Trump and the FBI. Um, hold on, John Lemley. Uh, uh, Ice Cube doesn't deserve to be on screen until he gets a better skincare routine. Oh, come on. They call Ice Cube ashy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Boozy Black, Sean Kingslander, fire. Thank you for donation. Um, uh, P from Roundaway, Unk off the screen, took a tubing break. Pause. <laughs> nah, OBS tripping. I fixed it, though. Thanks for the heads up, y'all. Uh, Nerd Naz, thanks for the donation, four ninety nine. Let's go. This is a monumental episode. Shout out to Nerd, true fighter. You know, Nerd, Nerd has a special place in my heart, man. You know, Nerd is somebody who is a brave black man. You know, his base is definitely, you know, more leaning to the liberal side, and he's never wavered. He's covered hoteps on his website. He's covered uh, my YouTube videos on his website. And he's backed us the whole way through. Man, appreciate you, Nerd. We got to link up one day and do a podcast together. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I swear to God, like, um, he, uh, he heavily influenced me when I started my doing my own podcast because I was listening to Church for a while, and, you know. Um, yeah, great, I was like, great podcast. It was a great podcast. I wish they'd bring it back. Um, but, you know, I, and I used to work down in Delaware and stuff like that. So right. I always had this affinity toward, towards them and listen to what they were saying. But, you know, uh, he was one of the originators, you know, when when – <laughs> oh okay <laughs> but yeah shout out to the nerd um joe lewis had to catch you guys even on vacation people break coming in on vacation they got oh we gotta listen i gotta listen hold up honey hold up <laughs> we gotta listen to oh taps been told you <laughs> let's go love y'all let's go let's go shout out to joe lewis nigeria yeah Listen, I tried to catch up a little bit on this stuff, man. Mm. I was reading a thread on Macaulay. Man, do you see that the video where they had that guy hogtied on a crane mm. with a fire underneath? Had him like, like, like this hanging. They started putting. They were smacking him in the face, put boulders on the back of his neck, trying. Yeah. I'm like, well, that wasn't SARS. That wasn't SARS? No, that was just regular Joker? See, there's a lot of disinformation going oh, around. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the trick. That's what they've been pulling. That video was actually um uh 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 who was the uh Boko Haram? Oh, it was Boko Haram, okay. Yeah. When they caught uh, a, a Boko Haram member, that was a Boko Haram member, so he deserved everything he got. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And like remember we was talking about last week, like who you want to mess with more, the, the police in Africa or the white man? Right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they had that nigga on top of a fire with a boulder on the back hanging in the air. Ain't no white man in the world going to think of no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> white man just going to stop it hanging your ass. <laughs> yeah. These niggas, man, they had the bold. They put the the bold the, the rock on the back of his neck just to force his head towards the fire. I said, man, y'all some ingenu- ingenious motherfuckers. <laughs> Boy. But yeah, that was a Boko Haram member. There's a lot of misinformation going around in SARS. Now, there's two points I want to make. First of all, let's talk about Beyonce. 
Beyonce they, they tried to put pressure on her. <laughs> they put pressure on Beyonce. Beyonce finally came out and, and made a statement. Some girl going to say, oh, Beyonce, if you'd have spoke up sooner, we could have did something about it. How the fuck Beyonce going to stop a goddamn terrorist organization all the way in Nigeria? They giving these celebrities way too much power. But that's what they think. They think that, you know, Beyonce is, you know, queen and savior. Her Instagram post is miraculously going to stop motherfuckers from killing people. No, shut the fuck up. Nobody need Beyonce to speak up. Second thing I want to talk about is the blue check marks. She said, oh, I live in Canada. This is an African blue check. They ain't no different than a goddamn black liberal. She going to come out of her mouth and say, oh, we need Canada to speak up and speak out against this. So you asking the white man to speak up against the black man whooping the black man's ass. <laughs> white man, please help me. Please protect me from myself. <laughs> white man, please protect me from myself. And then they say white supremacy, right? The you were the one that's creating white supremacy when you got to call the white man to help you with your own African problem. Now, right. when the white man go in there and take up your oil because you invited him in, don't be mad. Now, thanks to Nerd, I'm on Clubhouse. I've been joining a lot of conversations. And I entered this one room talking about Africa. It says, which way forward, Nigeria? I hit the button. I'm in there. I joined the conversation. And uh, I asked because I didn't know. I was like, yo, what are the um, gun rights down there? And they're like, you're only allowed to own, like I think, a double-barrel shotgun and it's really hard to get that license. You're not allowed to own a pistol, so on and so forth. I was like, ah, oh, now it makes sense why shit's so fucked up. Y'all ain't got no gun rights. So it's predominantly women in this room. So I said, um, do you guys think that's something you should fix? And she's like, no, we don't need more guns. There's going to be a civil war. It's going to lead to bloodshed. I'm like, y'all getting your ass kicked right now. There's <laughs> blood in the streets right now. What's any different? At least... You know what Killmonger say? I'd rather die on my feet than, than, than live on my knees or something like that. I forget what Killmonger said, but... Throw me in the ocean I, the, because for my ancestors that would rather uh, have a death, rather die than be a slave or some shit. Like yeah, so like, yeah, nigga, goddamn Killmonger got more African pride than you niggas, <laughs> you know? And, you know, it was some cucked African brothers in that room like, yeah, you know, we can't have... Uh, we cannot have no guns in it. You know that bullshit. But it was one African brother that that stepped up. You know, he came to the stage and he was like, no, we need guns. We need guns. I said, oh, shit, there we go. <laughs> we got some alpha Africans in here. And they just, they, you know, at one point, they were just like, ah, right, we got to end this discussion about guns because we want to talk about something different. And, I, and they were like, there's got to be a, a better way to do this through diplomacy. You not fixing this shit through diplomacy. You know, um, uh, I think there's a guy named Matulu, not Matulu. Uh, I forget his name. I'm a mess name. I don't want to quote it. But there's a new guy that just came out of six years of hiding. And apparently he's the guy that's going to um, that's known for violently uh, correcting things. And I think that's what needs to happen. Y'all need to y'all need a violent revolution. Y'all might need a civil war. Y'all might need to die, you know, to 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 take back your country. Uh, last point I'm going to make. Guess who co-signed the new president? Barack Hussein Obama sent John Kerry down there to Africa. In fact, the previous president, uh, Good Luck Jonathan, in his new book, wrote, 
that Barack Obama basically was election meddling down in Nigeria. He said he created a video targeted Nigerians and basically was a dog whistle for changing leaders. So and then Hillary gonna come out of her mouth. You know, she was there during this administration. She gonna come out of her mouth and condemn Buhari, you know, the current president. I'm like, your administration put him in power. And now y'all wanna complain about it? And I brought that up. I said, I said, I said to the Africans, I said, um, I said, what is the what what are the uh possibilities that United States of America has uh had some influence in your election? This African woman will come out. I'm, 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 I, you know, I don't think that's plausible. Da da da. So I said, can you say that definitively, <laughs> right? And she said, uh, no, I can't say that definitively. Um, but I'm about eighty percent sure. Then another African brother came up. He's like, no, I don't know if that's true or not because we have a long history of the Western world's meddling in our elections. I, he said there hasn't been a single election that the U.S. has not meddled in (laughs) which is contrary to what she was saying so these women across the globe you know black women in america black women overseas for the most part are goddamn brainwashed by the goddamn progressives and socialists you know what i mean i don't think that u.s is so i went and so i asked him i said what what media outlets are they point me to one i typed in obama buhari and the articles popped right up (laughs) i said come on but, you know, you know, I, I, I started to, you know, I knew the story was brewing. Then the other day on the timeline, I seen there was a diaspora war. Yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go. You know what I mean, I, I didn't put two and two together. I was like, another diaspora war is going on the timeline. And I, I always jump in this because, you know, I, you know, I think both sides need to hear each other out when, during these diaspora wars. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Diaspora. Like, yeah. Diaspora. Sorry. I'm just, Yeah. Is, this this this, this that Negro talk. from Exton, Pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> dialects diaspora. Sorry, man. Yeah. So I always jumped. I jumped in. And I was like, oh, they're talking about the you know Nigerian thing, right? And, and then I seen some. There was a black person from UK. The black person from UK was like, well, "You African Americans aren't going to say nothing, you know, about it." I'm like. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then that's when it jumped up back and forth. Right. But then I t- I tweeted like, y'all went the West to save y'all? To mm. intervene? Mm. I seen the Nigerian guy said, yeah, man, they got to do something. Put sanctions on the regime. I'm like, sanctions? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I had to go explain to him. I'm like, y'all better go and handle this yourself. Yeah, you do not want the American military complex to come down there and start meddling. You don't want the CIA to come down there and start meddling. Facts. How can you call for sanctions your own government? If hey man, if you're something bad, then y'all got to go handle it, man. Mm. Maybe we can drop off some firearms for y'all, but no the sanctions. They mm. tripping. Like they're tripping bad. I'm like y'all don't understand, like. And then, like, like you said, this could be a CIA op the whole way. Word. I saw somebody say the protests out there ain't even organic. This could be some George Soros shit all over again. Yeah, and then I seen uh, they hid some rice and some food today right. in a video, and they went there and basically start taking the food and saying they're starving and stuff like that. Man, I bet you any amount of money the Western. This is Western. Uh, this is Western cause, man. Of course, Nigeria. Uh, I want to say 
leads in oil and uh, gold resources might be number one in that region. I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on that. But I know they got a lot of oil under that under that land. And I asked him about that. I said, um, this is how stupid these educated Africans is, man. They got these degrees. I said, um, who owns oil under the ground? She said it's it's owned by the government, but they lease it out to foreign nations. And then she she responds to me and she said, um, what does that have to do with anything? Right? Now, keep in mind, they were just complaining about politics in their country. So I had to break it down for her. I said, well, if your country has natural resources under the ground, which are being exploited, and those assets are not being used to the advantage of the people, and you guys are dealing with poverty, poverty leads to lack of education. Lack of education leads to poor political decisions. And then the whole room goes, oh, that's a good point. I'm like, they don't teach y'all shit in the universities. This shit is common sense, <laughs> motherfucker. What's wrong with y'all, yo? Like, y'all don't think this shit through? It start with the economics. What's your natural resources in the ground? Take control of it. Get your assets. Get your money up. Educate your people. And then everything starts to settle out. That's what's wrong with America. Niggas is dumb. Crackers is dumb. That's why we making poor political decisions. Because motherfuckers is dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a shame. So, uh, you know, but I've seen some. I was I was going through the thread. I've seen some uh, some gruesome pics, you know. Um, but you you gotta you gotta do your own wet work, man. Don't you don't want the Marines coming, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, some people are gonna uh, are gonna perish, but. The price for freedom is death. Isn't that what uh, <laughs> Elijah uh, uh, Malik Abdul Shabazz? What, 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 Malik, what is his name? Uh, 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 El Haj Malik El-Haj Shabazz. Malik. <laughs> That's what he said, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, and then uh, I was supposed, you know, some brother came in my mentions talking about that shit, and he was like, uh, we can't arm the nation. And he started talking about how big the population is. And I think it's like something like 41 million. I forget what the number is. There's a lot of niggas in, 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 in Nigeria, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yo, it's, if you got all the motherfuckers over there, y'all can't overthrow your government? Y'all obviously outnumbered them. So if everybody had a pistol, they can't kill all y'all. You could easily, you could easily take. They're like, well, they're going to bring out tanks. Man, you think um, Nelson Mandela was worried about some tanks when he took back South Africa? You motherfuckers got to get smart. I ain't helping you. Uh, Sean Randolph, uh, Ice Cube on an apology tour, cut Sadie. So, of course, <laughs> this Lachan, I was like, this some beast edibles when I saw Hotel Jesus on both sides just now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quirkus Alba, $20 donation, love your show. Um, I think that's Brandon Kuza. Uh, he said, Nigeria is a prime example of absolute power being absolutely corrupt. That two way is important. Word. And, you know, the funny thing is this Buhari guy was like a military general in the past. And then he and, and, and they were like, oh, he was so corrupt before. I'm like, how'd y'all let this nigga get elected? Barack Obama has sent us a five dollar super chat. <laughs> <laughs> said, um, shout out to Hotep J. Keep keep pushing the culture forward. We on it. We on it. Um. Diddy. Yeah. Your bull Diddy, man. Mm. Any any entertainer that's your one of your bulls. You you was nope. he was out there rubbing. <laughs> nope, he a kata. He a kata. That's your homie. <laughs> <clears throat> 
he's starting his own political party. He said, but he said he's he's going to vote for uh, vote for um, Biden. And this started a whole a whole. Uh, I don't know what happened with hip hop. You know, um, you know, Diddy came out with that. But then I think I wasn't this afterward. Then 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 Fifty came out. Now you're bull Fifty. He put that graphic up there. It was like New Jersey, New York, and it was all like sixty percent. Like with his new Biden's new tax cut. Yeah. With the federal and the local, the uh, the state. Yeah. For some of these states, like New York, New Jersey, California. It's going to be like upwards to sixty percent after your first after your first four hundred k. He was like, "Hell no, vote for Trump." <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" And he's been trending ever since. Now you know we got to take credit for that. Who? Oh, what? Hoteps. The hoteps. <laughs> what happened last week on the show? What, Eli, what we, you you said Eli Roth was working with Fifty Cent, right? And I said Eli Roth. Put a bug in, in, in 50 air. We got to talk. And the very next week, he popped up <laughs> with Trump. So 50's probably watching right now. Shout out to 50. Thank you for being the brave nigga you is. Shout, Shout out to Eli Roth for sending that message over to him. We appreciate it. And he didn't back down either. You know nope. what I mean? He posted other more stuff. Like, <laughs> yo, he got, he had the president retweeted. He got the front page New York Post. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 50 smart. <laughs> he know, he know 50 is he's king troll. Like he know how to just troll your ass to get attention. Cause then he was like, he started promoting his book. He started promoting his TV show. <laughs> he dropped the new G unit. Um, uh, uh, sweatsuit. Yeah. He don't give a fuck about none of y'all niggas, man. He trying to get this coin and he know, he know attention equals money. And he's used to niggas being mad at him. But first, you know, I, and you know, I was on a talk with the normies and, why are the normies so uh, okay with somebody taking like that much money? I don't care if it's after your first 400,000. I don't care. Like you should, the government Word. shouldn't be able to take more than half your money. Half? Jeez. That's still too much too. Why are they okay with that? You know, they're like, like, so what do the rich got to pay? I'm like, what? Is, like, if you want the rich to pay, close the loopholes, right? Mm. Mm. They don't want to talk about that. Mm. You know, if Biden wants to use the rich to pay for these new social programs and y'all saying, you know, I would think to me and my person, if I was making that much in 50, I'm just going to move facts, move to Texas. A lot of people say they're going to move to Texas, low taxes. Yeah, that's what Joe Rogan did. So if these people move, who's going to pay for them social programs? Uh It's going to fall down to the middle class. Yeah. And these dumbass normies can't understand that. And it's like, I've been going there, like, who's, who do you know makes $400,000? Only the 1%. Like, if that's the case, then why is Biden just raising on the rich then? Mm. How much money is he going to get? You're falling for mean politics. Tax the rich. That's a mean politic. It don't mean shit. Back. It don't mean a goddamn thing. How many people can have such status? Oh, stay, take the money, take, take the people's money. How do you advocate taking another citizen's money? To what? Use for bombs? <laughs> These Talk people are it. insane. How Talk. can you advocate for more taxes? Niggas is dumb. 
They, they, it's like uh, they complain about white supremacy and then they say everything to support white supremacy. I mean, shit, you nigga. I, I, at some point, the hotels gonna be making make, make more than four hundred k. And you know where we gonna take that money? Africa, <laughs> Texas, goddamn South America. Might move to Mexico on y'all ass. On the other side of the, uh, Trump's wall. <laughs> uh, and then who gonna get you niggas job? Who y'all gonna work for then? Y'all gonna be working on a white man's plantation for UBI. Work camps. Gulags. Boots and shackles. <laughs> <laughs> Boots and shackles, nigga. Like I can't, I, I I'm so sick of these people like this, man. They don't think things through. You know, they're so these people are so gung ho on getting rid of Trump. They're going to accept anything, mm-hmm. and they don't think the white man is smart enough to realize that. This is where I'm like, you guys are so dumb, man. When a white man say right, you go left. <laughs> like, come on, man. Facts. Ah. <sighs> I enjoyed these tax cuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, been good in the past few years. Grifting season been good to me. <laughs> yeah, I ain't fuck that. Um, but on Diddy, you know, with that new political party, you know, he just trying to fill his pocket. Yeah. It for him is just like he popped up a whole new uh Twitter account and you know, I, I think it's called Our Black Party or some shit like that. Right. Um which is a, uh, a acronym for BOP, B-O-P. If you switch it around, I forget what that's called when you switch the numbers around, um, or letters around. But yeah, you know, um, I think this is all about Diddy just trying to control things. But to co-sign Biden is a contradiction to what he said earlier. He said, yo, if you don't got no plan, we ain't messing with you. And then he comes out in favor of Biden. You know what really happened? They cut that check. They cut that check. They said, Diddy... Uh, because what happened was they realized they lost the last election, last election with, with Jay-Z and Beyonce. So it was like, all right, Jay-Z and Beyonce didn't work. We got to try some new shit. So they went to Diddy this time to get to get some Griffin. And um, I think he got a check. I think he got paid. You see Kanye's new ad? Wonderful ad. The, one of the best ads um, to hit the internet. I mean, it's just heartfelt, you know, and it, it was genuine. And it spoke to real people and it wasn't like the usual ad that attacks your opponent, you know, um, spoke to the family, spoke to the spirit. Beautiful, beautiful ad. His team did a great job. with. Now, I'm kind of disappointed because okay. he could have came with this way earlier, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it like it to me, if he took this. If he took this uh, election a little bit more serious, I feel like your time sure is- uh-huh. he could be merely making some waves. Yes. I think he's going to do a little decent numbers. I think he's going to surprise with people with the amount of votes he gets. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think he's going to shock people. I definitely think he's going to shock people. Um, I think he's, I, you, 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 I think you tweeted that earlier. Um, I think there's a possibility that he's going to he's going to definitely shock people. Yeah, and you know, like it was you know about family. You know, you know his his message is on there. You know, but. He's grifting too. I mean, the election grift is is is, is great, but it, you know it's gonna uh, pump up his uh, name out here because it, it looks professional. Yeah, it's well done. You know, um, 
you know, it, it, I, I was hyped when it said, this message has been paid for you by content God, you I approved this message. <laughs> I was like, that's my man. That's my man, Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, Kanye on his shit, man. That's my nigga. Oh man, we all over the place. <laughs> huh? No, nah, the OBS is messing up or something. Nah, nah, I'm um, oh, I'm setting, I'm getting us ready for the debate. That's all. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, they can still hear us. I just want to make sure we're ready to debate. So when I hit that button, it's ready to go. Okay. I don't want to miss a second. Um, hold on. Let me read these uh, super chats. Uh, where are we at? Okay, hold on. Give me one second. Um, Nicole Corgod. Uh, so many gems of wisdom tonight. Much love. Looking forward to after the debate commentary. North Star Bright. Thanks for donation. Diddy needs to compensate for the locks for lost profits for the 1990s, 1990s and stay away from the political grift. He ain't good at it. <laughs> uh, Natasha Kayleen. Uh, it just popped in my head. I think 50 could win an election. Peace and love, y'all. Happy Thursday. You think Diddy could win an election? I don't know, man. Diddy win an election? No. He's, uh, no. He's, he got to get married. Um, you know, uh, plus, so many people think he killed uh, Biggie and all this other craziness. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about that. Um Bleasy Bird, uh, Charlemagne told Lemon Trump is reaching young black male. Told told Lemon Trump is reaching young black males. Trump is reaching black males. That's what he said during the Whitlock interview. Yeah, hell yeah. I think so. I think he is. Uh, Mr. Him downstairs. How would it work anyway? No one's going to give give it up anyway. We always find new ways to hide it. I don't know what you're give IP up anyway. Um. Joe Lewis, I told someone that's hater politics. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Tom, the mailman, abolish the income tax, create a na- national sales tax across all non-essential items, keep it under 110%, the real fair way. Aztec Mecca, stay out of Mexico Hotep. They got a leftist president trying to create another Venezuela. We're running out of options in Hotep and build. Ah, okay. Clint Griffin, we are winning. We will win. All all will be well. Michael Malice. Mm -hmm. KJNS, see what David Hogg tweeted. Something about the education camps. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, they trying to bring them gulags back. Y'all, if you if y'all want to be in the education camps, y'all better get out there and, and, and get your votes for Trump. If you lose, you better learn how to play spades. <laughs> <laughs> I need a spades partner in the re-education camp. Real talk. Or just say you voted for Kanye or something like that. <laughs> oh man. Um Breaking, they have arrested a man in, in, in Annapolis with guns and weapons who plotted to kill Joe Biden. Did your distraction? I think I read that earlier. Yeah, I think somebody read a, wrote a letter. He wrote some long ass letter. Um, I, I don't know, man. Um, that's more uh, Treadstone stuff. Treadstone, mm-hmm. 
hoodies and, and shirts coming soon. Uh-oh. I'm working on the design now. Treadstone coming soon. Mm-hmm. Hotep Tiger, these people are voting for their own destruction. I'm sad right now. I was sad too, man. I, I can't I can't even hold you, man. I can't you you can't talk so sense. You can't talk no sense in these normies, man. Nah, you can't. Just it's all pure emotion. And their lifestyle is visceral at best. <laughs> um Cajun S two dollars re-education camps. <laughs> uh John Lemley, the extended family and his manager, Akon's brother, get in the way of all his political stuff. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Maybe uh Kim and them don't want to <laughs> don't want him to be out there like this. Mm-hmm. Um damn. Uh last chicken nugget. Uh I forgot what state I saw, but I saw somewhere that Ye got like 10% of the vote. I think that was Kentucky or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Kentucky, yeah. Natasha Kayleen, Fitty, not Diddy. <laughs> uh, bees, cheese, and wine, please. Th- thanks for the donation. Trump needs to call Biden the big guy during the debate. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that his name in them emails? Yeah, the big guy. Mm-hmm. Anthony Miller, thanks for your $20 donation. Greatly appreciate it. Um, 888. 888 in the room. Please hit the thumbs up. Please hit the share button. Half hour to the debates. Half hour to the debates. Um, and we're all tech. ready to go, too. We're all ready, we're to, ready go. to go. Yep. Big tech, big tech, big tech. You know, um, they gave out subpoena and then they postponed it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you show you how big big tech is. <laughs> Uh, and they sent them redacted lawyers in. Redacted lawyers are like, nah, y'all better cool out. Like, how are you, how are you going to subpoena the CIA, man? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hold on, man. We're, we're working on something right here, man. Stop. <laughs> they were like, all right, we'll postpone it. Right, my bad. Ted Cruz like, my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, um, I think it's a bad idea, though. I think it's a bad idea. It's statism. When you ask the government to get involved in this thing, it's just more statism. And I don't want to see any form of statism at all. Um, I'm sure we can handle this. I mean, Paul handled these jokers real well. Remember how well they trolled the media, you know, back in 2016 and using, you know, dog whistles and coded language. Y'all just got to get smarter, man. We can win this, man. Y'all got to get smarter. Um, Thaddeus Russell said all three of, <laughs> of Obama's parents worked for the CIA we'll cover this in our course on black history renegadeuniversity.com slash TS real talk uh oh this I can't wait to this course boy. I was, Tuesday nights y'all know where I'm gonna be I ain't gonna be streaming on Tuesday nights I'm gonna be with dad in class with my notepad uh, Luke Landrum, is there more black support for Trump this election than last? Yeah. I think so. I think it's going to be. I don't know how much more, but come on, man. He created a MAGA, a MAGA rappers. There's MAGA rappers. There's more than you can't even count them how many there are. There's so many of them out there now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot the of grift is real, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Big Paul said my mic audio. Thank you. I fixed the problem. I, you know, my dumbass didn't have the OBS set up to my mic. Um, but yeah, man, you know, um, 
the hood always been kind of woke, you know, um, Sonny Johnson explained that it's these black liberals, man, making us look bad out here. That's that's falling behind this shit. But there's a lot of brothers out here that 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 see the jokes, man. And 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 we're waking up and we're waking people up slowly but surely. It's it's my aunt. It's 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 black female boomers. That's the motherfucking problem. Yeah, it was just they listening you know, to too much fucking know. uh too much Karen Hunter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because, you know, in that Whitlock interview, uh, you know, and Whitlock does, you know, people called him a coon and all that for that interview with Trump. Yeah. That, you know, that shows you how good of an interview. Whitlock knows his stuff, journalist-wise. Because, you know, he asked Trump a question, and Trump, being Trump, he started wiggling away from the answer. Mm-hmm. Whitlock, being a good journalist and having integrity, tried to bring him back to where, you know, to, to get to the original point of the question, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, but they, they made that point about, you know, you know, rappers used to love him and stuff mm. like, and, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And now, you know, more people, I've seen a lot more people, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, the grift game is real. Like that fucking, like my man that was a uh, crowd surfer. Oh Yeah. <laughs> somebody told me that's his somebody had uh dm me like that's my cousin you should have him on the show yeah. like, he's a democratic uh congress is he congress or senator or something a congressman yeah, or something? yeah i heard that too yeah this guy you had a black man crowd surfing at a trump rally mm-hmm mm-hmm I can't hey, wait. Grift is real. I can't wait to crowd surf and get my picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll show it to my. I'm gonna show it to my grandkids. And so, look, back in the day, you know, the white man worshipped me, right? <laughs> they used to call me KOK, King of the Crackers. <laughs> Yo, that boy looked like he has the time of his life. He man. did. He did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that shit look like too much, but I'm I'm salty. I still haven't been to a MAGA rally. <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious, man. That's that was the funniest thing. But yeah, I definitely do think uh, he'll get like I think he's like 17 percent. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I think if he gets that, it might be a wrap. You know, it depends on Pennsylvania and stuff like that. But we'll see. Okay. Um. Natasha uh, Kayleen. Uh I pray Trump calls him the big guy in the debate. Oh, said that one. Uh, DJ Slutty Mac said, Hotez been told you've been flames lately. Keep it up, Kings. Yeah, we're getting better at this, man. Things are getting better. Thank you. And um, I'm going to work this OBS and keep trying to make this OBS better. Uh, Aztec Mecca, uh, where is that info for Thaddeus class? Uh, check this chat. We just tweeted it out or check the, descri- <coughs> the, the link in the description box. Go ahead and get enrolled. It's only 125 bucks for four weeks. Man, you know, this is essential learnings right here. And when we come out of this class, boy, nigga, I'm, I'm setting the timeline on fire with them notes. Um, oh, is it the uh, black? Oh, my God, man. Listen, the Black Lives Matter. Uh, found one of the Patrice Collister, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to call out her name. <laughs> so 
signed a deal with Warner Brothers. Capitalism. Mm-hmm. How can you start a group? And you say that group is because you're tired of the white man killing you, killing black folks, black men is specifically you. It started after the George Zimmerman case. And you parlay that into a, a deal with Warner Brothers, mm. <laughs> which finances will, will, won't be disclosed. So, mm. you know, you got the bag, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the big bag. Yeah. So basically you exploited black lives so mm. you can sign over a contract with Warner Brothers so they can make some uh, more propaganda, more black lives matter propaganda. You know, um, you know, I was watching blackish earlier today. And you know, Blackish took a turn after like the second season. Like, it, I, yeah, I ain't gonna yeah, lie. The first season, I, I enjoyed my, I enjoyed watch first two seasons. I enjoyed it, man. Then it started going down. As soon as the election season hit, when the when Trump won the first time, after that, it was all downhill. It's all propaganda, you know, and stuff like that. Like the first season of this year was Junior was going to vote. Mm. And he finds out he got unregistered to vote. The whole episode was about, you know, how black folks had it bad and how the white man had his foot on our neck about voting. And like, I can't believe I'm learning all this stuff now. I, I didn't know it, it was like this. I'm like, what kind who raised y'all? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I don't understand it, man. Dad, you should be looking at your dad. Like, why didn't you tell me this when I was like, Come on, like we put so much emphasis on um the school, the um what we're not taught instead of saying, hey, this is where your your parents and them should fill in. You know what I'm saying? You can't expect the the, the government to teach you some stuff, man. They lie all the damn time. That's that's what happens, autumn shows. Season one, they really you win. It's like, oh, this good. <laughs> they get you hooked. They're like, oh, you like that shit, don't you, nigga? All right, watch this. <laughs> and they, then they come with the propaganda. They ruined Black Mirror. Black Mirror was a great, great uh show for the first, I think, three seasons. That fourth season hit, and they had the the black man doing gay sex on the PlayStation. I said, "Oh, there you go." And that whole season was trash. It wasn't one good episode that last season. I said, "Yo," and the thing is, the writers. You know, writers, they write like the whole seasons, right? Like the whole first three seasons. So I think what happens is they did the first three seasons, sold them to Netflix. And then afterwards, Netflix was like, well, we own the name and the rights to this. So now we're going to try and do this thing. And they just suck at it. And then they're going to put their agenda in it. Yeah, it's sickening, man. It's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't take it, man, with the, the propaganda. And you know, this lady to sell, you know, so what you're going to expect and like I think uh, the new PlayStation is coming out with um, <laughs> a Black Lives Matter theme and stuff like that. <laughs> you seen that? Yeah, like, I saw that. You got a place. You play play. You got a PlayStation, don't you? Yeah. You getting the theme? <laughs> Hell no, I ain't getting that goddamn theme. That shit on my goddamn PlayStation. I was I was thinking about getting a Hotep Nation theme uh, built. You know what okay. I mean? And matter of fact, let me go on Fiverr right now and see if I can get that done. And then people could download the official uh, Hotep Nation. Uh, PlayStation thing. Let me oh say. man, you late with that. You should have came there. What at the same day late? Oh, you don't want this. You want this. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Ah oh, no, 
I'm gonna have to figure out how to make that happen. We're gonna have to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was late on that. We gotta <laughs> we gotta fix that, man. We gotta fix it. Yeah, so when you see now all of a sudden when Warner Brothers is gonna come up with films and stuff like that, they're gonna have Black Lives Matter all over everything. Yeah. But what has Black Lives Matter done? You know, um destroy the likeness of the black man. Yeah. Destroy the black family. Yeah. Destroy the black community via yeah. their rogue group and, and, and military arm Antifa. It's, and take donations in. Donations, donations, donations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, come on, man. Like, I can't believe we're giving so much and, and people are keep keep defending um Oh, I support the hashtag. I don't support the group. Like you can't, there's no, there's no, you can't do both. Right. You can't do either one of them. You do one, you do on the other. Right. Like people don't understand that, man. Like Whitlock said, so you like the fruit, but you don't like the tree. Right. <sighs> Damn. Whitlock, <laughs> Whitlock called AT for the new KKK. They was on oh, his head, man. <laughs> did he? They was on his head about that. Yeah. Oh, it's true though. I mean, they not. I mean, it's not a a a, a literal identical comparison, right? But you know, if you're gonna call conservatives Nazis, then yeah, his comparison is it fits perfect, right? You know, a group running around with impunity. Uh, Punching people, keeping Negroes in line. <laughs> Once a Negro step across that line, oh, oh, that's your ass. <laughs> yeah, you saw it last week. They they knocked that dude's tooth loose. Black Lives Matter until you disagree. That's crazy. But yeah, they're keeping Negroes in line. Mm. You better st- you better not step across that conservative line, Negro. We got something for your ass. Shout That's to, what Antifa is saying. Yeah. Shout out to Sonny Johnson in the chat. Hey, Sonny. Make sure y'all watch Dissy say that every Saturday, I believe at 2 p.m. Eastern time. She said in the chat, if no other fruit is present. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, Sonny. Niggas ain't provide no fruit. That's why y'all got to come over to get this good Hotep fruit. Hotep is the way Hotep would die. Shout out to Sonny Johnson. Follow her on Twitter and uh, listen to her uh, her streams on uh um, was on serious, right? She's on serious, yeah. Serious, mm-hmm. uh, patriot, patriot, yeah. Um, where are we at? Anthony Miller, five dollar donation. Thank you. Um, uh, Big Poppy, Hotel's been told me give me your, your weekly offerings. Catch y'all late. Told me to give you your weekly offerings and catch y'all later. Hot, Uncle Hotel got, got his koofy on. Looks like this is gonna be a great episode. Thank you, Big Poppy, longtime supporter. Three ways. Thanks for donation. Brandon Kuzer, these MFs out here selling ballot boxes, setting ballot boxes on fire. I guess nobody saw that coming. You know, and around my way, like I walk around this park and at the library, they got the ballot boxes and they got like, they got like guards from, they're not armed people, just like some couple of boomers out there. Like they're not stopping nobody. Like, I don't know what the, this looks funny to me. There's some, this, it seems like the, the jig is going to come with these ballot boxes. I don't know how it's going to end up being, but the jig is coming. Mm. Yo, somebody uh, said we're jumping super chats. I'm sorry if you miss them. They're coming in really fast. I apologize. Oh, did I miss some of those? Said we missed a couple. I don't know which ones. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know which ones he missed. I don't know. Um, Hotep Tano uncle should surf and put that treasure trove with the snowball story. Um, Bilal Salam, Warner made their first money from the Mitchell Blackface film, Jazz Singer. That's true. Matter of fact, go ahead and get your copy of uh, Renegade History. It talks about the inception of Warner Brothers. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, yeah, man. I <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I, I can't don't, even. Don't say it. Don't say it. I don't nigga. <laughs> yeah, I read some stuff about Warner Brothers, too. And like, oh, man, see, this is like, of course she would go there. Of course she took that deal. Um, the last chicken nugget. Can I also get a Hotep Nation skin for my controller and system? Thanks. Mm, okay. Uh, Mason S. Rex, Antifa are more like the Bolsheviks. Oh. Mr. Him downstairs, $10 donation. I'm adding a post on my parlor account for y'all show. Big, bad, black conservative. Thank you for being on parlor because I will not be on there. But yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, hold us down over there because we ain't coming. Hold us down. Hold us down, Mr. Him downstairs. Uh, Antifa, the great value KKK. <laughs> um, Chad, what up, Chad? I just got tagged to my hotel room in the battleground, Michigan, HBTY on the big screen on my travel Roku. Let's go. Can't wait for this debate coverage. Another um, one of my white brothers from another mother. P Dog Knight just got to show some love. Trump bought Tony Bobolewski to the debate as a special guest just after TB finished his press conference, flipping and singing on Biden. <laughs> Savage mood. <laughs> oh, man. Trump should bring a crack pipe to the debate. <laughs> <laughs> Biden, you recognize this? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. This should look familiar to you. Um, yeah, I don't think it, we, I skipped any, uh, but if we skipped your super chat, let us know. Um, um, uh, Mr. Silva, 1999 donation. Dan Bugs Bunny on the grift. <laughs> uh huh. I guess let's talk about the you know the debate and you know. Wait, this, wait. Oh, what? Trump let another nigga out. Oh yeah, yeah, he did let some people. Duke out. Tanner was granted clemency. They said Trump is racist. Trump then freed more black people than Harriet Tubman, and that's a fact because Harriet Tubman's not a real person. Woo! <laughs> Man, another one. Shout out to Trump. Free niggas. Ken Thoreau. Twitter's closing out the app whenever you try to retweet the show link. Did it for Sonny's and Chad's posts. Worked on the browser, though. Wow. You coming. This is crazy. <laughs> what do you think happens tonight, man? Um, I'm hoping that Trump is on his A game. Um, hold on, let me put the debates up there so we can look sort of professional. Um, I, I'm hoping Trump is on his A game. I think he, I think he comes with. Uh, I'm hoping he takes uh, Whitlock's advice. Just let let Biden talk because you know if you let Biden talk, excuse me, um, he'll ruin himself. Um, but I really don't expect other than the fact that he's probably going to get jumped by uh, Biden and the moderator and whoever else is a guest that gets to ask questions. I, I expect. Him- yeah, I hope he takes it easy. Um, he got to let Biden fall on his face. And if you let him keep talking, he will eventually do that. Right. Um, you know, but you got to bring up this Hunter thing. You know, I, I'm kind of mad. I think they take they took out. We'll see what happens. But I think they took out the foreign policy questions, man. 
this will be the first presidential thing that with no foreign policy questions, you know, to me, that's important because, you know, you spend a lot of money in foreign policy, you know, with paying the soldiers, buying weapons, you know, that's important. And that's one of, one of the reasons a lot of people voted for Trump because, you know, he put America first, you know, he didn't, he wants to, and he has withdrew as much as he can, as much as the redacted, the Illuminati, the lizard men has, have let him, mm-hmm. you know, um, it looks like we're on our way out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. He hasn't started anything new outside of that one bombardment of Syria. We haven't really been bombing like, you know, the past two administrations. Yeah, it's probably been the most peaceful administration in a while. Yeah, that's like, but it doesn't matter to the normies, man, because, you know, Trump is racist and, you know, they don't mind being killing uh, black and brown folks across the seas. (laughs) 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 They don't, man. They don't mind that at all. As long as they don't get to see it every day. Oh man, whatever, man. Y'all can go kill them, kill them, <laughs> kill them Libyans, them Afghans, them Syrians. Go ahead, kill them. Go kill them all. <laughs> as soon as as soon as white men marching with tiki torches in, in Virginia. Oh my God, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Niggas is tardy, <laughs> tardy. That's what they are. They tardy. Terrible, man. Terrible. You know what I mean? Um. You got the debates pulled up on your screen over there so you can watch it at the same time? Um, you hold on, I can do let, me, let me DM you a link. Let me DM you a link so you ready to go because you got to be able to watch at the same time. You probably going to need to pull some volume into your ear too. Boom, I just sent you the link. Oh, shit, they got a mall on screen. Hey, mall. Hope she on our side. Well, a little floral dress. They got their masks on. Look at this fool masked up. Like, that shit about to do something. That shit ain't gonna do nothing. Oh, they go Melania. Hey, queen. Yeah, they go our queen, first lady. Let me throw some volume. Press one in the chat if you can hear the volume from the debates. Press one in the chat if you can hear the volume from the debates. Melania got all black on tonight. What does that mean? I think there's some cryptic message. All black. Oh, that means Biden gonna die tonight. That's what that means. She got her funeral dress on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, let me, uh, damn, hold on. Melania got her funeral dress on tonight. Y'all about to witness a massacre. <laughs> Mr. Him downstairs, what's wrong with Parla? They wouldn't let me put my profile link up either. Uh, Parlor's the establishment. They trying to keep an eye on y'all. Uh, Charlie said, love you guys. Take my money. Appreciate you, homie. Um, well, there's no volume coming through the stream stream yet, but, you know, let me know. Press one in the chat when you hear it coming in. It should, it should come through, though. You should hear, like, camera snapping. Um, Sugar Honey Ice Tea. That was Honey. I love this show. Super Sean. Appreciate you. Yeah, so they're getting, uh, Getting ready to come out now. Debate starts in about. They you might want to change the. Uh, what? The title. The presidential debate watch show. I don't know. Oh, no, nah, I got it hashtagged. The hashtag is, oh, yeah, is, is okay. stronger. Yeah. So if anybody okay. types in, in YouTube, we got the hashtag popping. 
I've been studying on how to hack, um, or I should say digital market on YouTube. So I'm pulling new tricks. I got, you know what I mean? I be, I'm, I'm taking this YouTube shit serious. My bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about all of that. Appreciate that, though. You're right. I probably should change the title. Fuck that. Let me go do that right now. The moderator for this evening's debate is Kristen Welker of NBC News. Actually, no, it's in the title. Put it in. Good evening, that everyone. Good evening. Thank you so much for being here. It is such an honor for me to moderate this debate tonight, the final debate. I want to welcome the first family and the first lady. We're so glad and thankful that you are feeling better. I want to welcome the Biden family, Dr. Jill Biden. Thank you all for being here tonight. Yeah, we are so excited. Buddy. We're looking forward to a really robust discussion. And the only thing I would reiterate are the CPD guidelines that when the candidates are Who talking, is? please hold any oh applause or any other reactions, except, of course, when they walk out. Make sure you cheer and loud and applause so that everyone can hear you. Thank you for having me. This is really the honor of a lifetime. I am going to sit down and just get organized and get settled. And Go ahead, the show will that. start very soon. Thank you, Thank darling. you for being here. Yeah, we're happy to be here to grift off this wonderful debate. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Press two in the chat if you're excited about the first time I've ever, the Hoteps have ever streamed a live debate. Press two in the chat. Robbie B said the moderator hates Trump. Um, yo, Giuliani got banned from from Facebook, right? And some other people got banned from Facebook. We got to, we forgot to talk about that, man. Um, Chad Lemoyne said this is the debate coverage we need. Hey, Ma, look at Melania with her funeral dress on. <laughs> yeah, man, this, this is what we talk about, man. Uh, M said, uh, I think Giuliani watches your show. I heard him on an interview calling Biden grifters. Keep up the work. Let's go, Giuliani. Clockwork Industry said, there's a ton of live streams I wanted to catch, but I know I had to catch it with the hoteps and catch the others on replay tomorrow. Let's go. You already know where to be at. Brandon Kuzer, where Bruce Buffer at? <laughs> uh, Randy Johnson said, uh, Trump should uh, bring crack ripe on a debate worth five to say it again. <laughs> uh, Wasted Talent Podcast. What up, Jay? Um, uh, last chicken to say when Kirsty Alley getting on the show, we gonna get it. Trust me, we gonna get it. She now follows me. Kirsty Alley follows me. That's that's more good news. I got the Kirsty Alley Mall follow now. That's love. Um, Hotep Tiger, the moderator has to be conservative because she fine as hell. <laughs> Shout out to Hotep Tiger. Brandon Kuzma said 2020 debate Survivor Series. <laughs> About four minutes to showtime, but um, who was it? It was Giuliani. Um, hold on, let me find the tweet. Somebody early. Um, Giuliani, Borat, Sajidev, and Brett Weinstein gets deplatformed on Facebook. No one knows why, including him. He is appealing with Facebook, but a complete unknown at this point. Progress. I responded. Progressives are powerful. I think it just comes down to the fact that Giuliani handed over that information to the FBI. Oh, she's the moderator. I wonder how she's going to come. I might have to take back my comment earlier. Do we see any um Illuminati type? Somebody says something about those words back there. I don't know if those are the words of the Constitution. But somebody says something. They always have those words in the background. I don't know what the 
what the uh, hook on that is. Sometimes they throw, like to throw subliminals in there. Um, Darius Hamilton said, hey, did y'all check out that Ebro and Joseph redacted bird interview with Ice Cube? <laughs> I didn't. I'll probably check it out just to be mad. Um, Aztec Mega said, you're unboxing with my earbuds. No way I'm missing this. <laughs> y'all going to keep the debate audio on the whole time? Yeah, it's going to be on the whole time. Uh, Kermit Loves Bacon said, uh, moderator did Christmas with the Obamas. What's that tell you? Uh-oh, we got a biased moderator. Let's beware of that. Steve P said, uh, glad to see you guys getting a piece of this grift. Grifting season never ends. Word up. Oh, can you hear me? I, yeah. All right, I just want to make sure you can hear me. You got the uh, debates pulled up on your screen? Yeah, I'm on the delay. I, I hear you on the delay. I can hear you live in on the delay. Okay. You know, this is like a second delay listening to the YouTube stream. Why don't you just pull it up on your computer? Um, the live. I have it on the computer. Oh, you talking about just the debate, not the, our stream? Right. Yeah. So you can hear hear it in 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 live. Oh, uh, in real right. time. Right, yeah. Pull that up in real time so you can hear it real time. Because nobody else gonna hear it but you. Uh, okay. Let me. Then I I probably should cut off the YouTube. Yeah. Cut the YouTube off. Yeah. But I don't. Uh, never mind. I got. You. Well, well, mute the YouTube. I should say mute the YouTube so you can still see the chat. And then pull the debates up so you can hear it. I got you. Yeah. Um, John Lemley, during the first debate, the two frames merged together and said PP. <laughs> uh, moderator is hot, but big league leftist, Mr. Down, him downstairs. Uh, Michael Russell, definitely worth $10 to watch this debate with the Hoteps. Thank you both. Brandon Kuzer, that black dress definitely means something. Word. This woman looks uh, racially ambiguous. <laughs> I got my plate of planting countdown over Trump and the father of the crackhead should be coming out any moment now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better, this girl or AOC, man? I, I take this joint. I think, yeah, this joint kind of looks good, man. <laughs> <laughs> she look kind of look like Tulsi, I think, with a, a narrower oh. nose. Word, yeah, she do got that Tulsi feel. Tulsi looked too much like a lesbian for me, and I think this woman got a little bit more personality. Um, no, AOC stole my boo, but this woman. We're uh, never, we're never going to get the HBO show with you, man. You're not. <laughs> uh oh. Here you go. Buckle your boots. Good evening from Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Kristen Welker of NBC News, and I welcome you to the final 2020 presidential debate between President Donald J. Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. Tonight's debate is sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. It is conducted under health and safety protocols designed by the Commission's health security advisor. The audience here in the hall has promised to remain silent. No cheers, booze, or other interruptions, except right now, as we welcome to the stage former Vice President Joe Biden and President Donald J. Trump. Let's go, Trump! Look at my nigga. My nigga. Boo!
Let's go, Trump. Take this nigga head off. I do. Like I'm about to watch a Mayweather fight. And I do want to say a very good evening to both of you. This debate will cover six major topics. At the beginning of each section, each candidate will have two minutes uninterrupted <laughs> to answer my Buy first question. Girl. The debate commission will then turn on their microphone only when it is their turn to answer. And the commission will turn it off exactly when the two minutes have expired. After that, both microphones will remain on. But on behalf of the voters, I'm going to ask you to please speak one at a time. The goal is for you to hear each other and for the American people to hear every word of what you both have to say. And so with that, if you're ready, let's start. And we will begin with the fight against the coronavirus. President Trump, the first question is for you. The country is heading into a dangerous new phase. More than 40,000 Americans are in the hospital tonight with COVID, including record numbers here in Tennessee. And since the two of you last shared a stage, 16,000 Americans have died from COVID. So please be specific. How would you lead the country during this next stage of the coronavirus crisis? Two minutes uninterrupted. So as you know, 2.2 million people modeled out were expected to die. We closed up the greatest economy in the world in order to fight this horrible disease that came from China. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's all over the world. You see the spikes in Europe and many other places right now. Uh, if you notice, the oh, mortality rate is down 85 uh, percent. The excess mortality rate is way down and much lower than almost any other country. And we're fighting it and we're fighting it hard. There is a spike. There was a spike in Florida and it's now gone. There was a very big spike in Texas. It's now gone. There was a very big spike in Arizona. It's now gone. And there are some spikes and surges in other places. They will soon be gone. We have a vaccine that's coming. It's ready. It's going to be announced within weeks, and it's going to be delivered. We have uh, Operation Warp Speed, which is the military is going to distribute the vaccine. I can tell you from personal experience that uh, I was in the hospital. I had it. And I got better, and I will tell you that uh, I had something that they gave me, a therapeutic, I guess they would call it. Some people could say it was a cure. But uh, I was in for a short period of time, and I got better very fast, or I wouldn't be here tonight. Hmm. And now they say I'm immune. Whether it's four months or a lifetime, nobody's been able to say that, but I'm immune. Uh, more and more people are uh, getting better. We have... Uh, a problem that's a worldwide problem. This is a worldwide problem. But I've been congratulated by the heads of many countries on what we've been able to do. Uh, with the, if you, if you take a look at what we've done in terms of goggles and masks and gowns and everything else, and in particular ventilators, we're now making ventilators all over the world, thousands and thousands a month distributing them all over the world. It will go away, and as I say, we're rounding the turn, we're rounding the corner. It's going away. Okay, former Vice President Biden, to you, how would you lead the country out of this crisis? You have two minutes uninterrupted. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm I take no responsibility initially. Anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as President of the United States of America. We're in a situation where there are a thousand deaths a day. Two minutes now, uninterrupted. A thousand deaths a day. And there are over 70,000 new cases per day. Compared to what's going on in Europe, 
as the New England Medical Journal said, they're starting from a very low rate. We're starting from a very high rate. The expectation is we'll have another 200,000 Americans dead between now and the end of the year. If we just wore these masks, the President's own advisors have told him, we could save 100,000 lives. And we're in a circumstance where the President thus far and still has no plan, no comprehensive plan. What I would do is make sure we have everyone encouraged to wear a mask all the time. I would make sure we move in the direction of rapid testing, investing in rapid testing. I would make sure that we set up national standards as to how to open up schools and open up businesses so they can be safe and give them the wherewithal, the financial resources to be able to do that. We're in a situation now where the New England Medical Journal, one of the serious, most serious journals in the, in the whole world, said for the first time ever that this, the way this president has responded to this crisis has been absolutely tragic. And so, folks, I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. President Trump, I'd like right. to follow up with you and your comments. You talked about Plain taking it. a therapeutic. I assume you're referencing Regeneron. You also said a vaccine. What was the plan? Within exactly. weeks. Yes. Is yeah. that a guarantee? Is, no, it's not is, a guarantee, but it will be by the end of the year. But I think it has a good chance. There are two companies, I think, within a matter of weeks, and it will be distributed very quickly. Can you tell us which companies? Uh, Johnson & Johnson is doing very well. Moderna is doing very well. Pfizer is doing very well. And we have numerous others. Then we also have others that we're working on very closely with other countries, in particular Europe. Let me follow up with you, and because this is new information, you have said a vaccine is coming soon within weeks now. Your own officials say Professional it could take Trump well tonight. into 2021 yeah. at the earliest for enough Americans to get vaccinated. And even then, they say the country will be wearing masks and distancing into 2022. Is your timeline realistic? No, I think my timeline is going to be more accurate. I don't know that they're counting on the military the way I do, but we have our generals lined up, one in particular that's the head of logistics. And this is a very easy distribution for him. He's ready to go as soon as we have the vaccine. And we expect to have 100 million vials. As soon as we have the vaccine, he's ready to go. Vice President Biden, your reaction, and just 40% of Americans say they would definitely agree to take a coronavirus vaccine if it was approved by the government. What steps would you take to give Americans confidence in a vaccine if it were approved? Make sure it's totally transparent. Have the scientists of the world see it, know it, look at it, go through all the processes. And by the way, He's, this is the same fellow who told you this is going to end by Easter last time. This is the same fellow who told you that, don't worry, we're going to end this by the summer. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. And he has no clear plan, and there's no prospect that there's going to be a vaccine available for the majority of the American people before the middle of next year. President Trump, your reaction, he says you have no plan. I don't think we're going to have a dark winter at all. We're opening up our country. We've learned and studied and understand the disease, which we didn't at the beginning. When I closed and banned China from coming in heavily infected, and then ultimately Europe, but China was in January. Months later, he was saying I was xenophobic. I did it too soon. Now he's saying, oh, I should have, uh, I should have you know, moved quicker. But he didn't move quicker. He was months behind me, many months behind me. And frankly, he ran the H1N1 swine flu, and it was a total disaster, far less lethal, but it was a total disaster. Had that had this kind of numbers, 700,000 people would be dead right now. Ooh. But it was a far less lethal disease. Uh, look, his own person who ran that That's for him, 
who, as you know, was his uh, chief of staff, said it was catastrophic, it was horrible, we didn't know what we were doing. Now he comes up and he tells us how to do this. Also, everything that he said about the way every single move that he said we should make, that's what we've done. We've done all of it. But he was way behind us. Vice President Biden, your response. <laughs> my response is he is xenophobic, but not because he shut down access from China. And he did it late after 40 countries had already done that. In addition to that, what he did, he made sure that we had 44 people that were in there oh, in China boy. trying to get to Wuhan to determine what exactly the source was. What did the president say in January? He said, no, he said, this is, he's being transparent. The president of China is being transparent. We owe him a debt of gratitude. We, ought to, we have to thank him. And, and then what happened was we started talking about using the Defense Act to make sure we go out and get whatever is needed out there to protect people. And again, I go back to this. He had nothing. He did virtually nothing. And then he gets out of the hospital and he talks about where this is. Oh, don't worry. It's all going to be over soon. I didn't fall apart. Come on. There's not another serious scientist in the world who thinks it's going to be over soon. President Trump, your reaction? I say over soon. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the, <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He has to pay a lot of money someplace. But he has this thing about living in a basement. People can't do that. By the way, I, as the president, couldn't do that. I'd love to put myself in the basement or in a beautiful room in the White House and go away for a year and a half until it disappears. I can't do that. And, Kirsten, every, t every meeting I had, every meeting I had, and I'd meet a lot of families, including Gold Star families and military families, every meeting I had, and I had to meet them. I had to. It would be horrible to have canceled everything. I said, you know, this is dangerous. And you catch it. And, you know, I caught it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Great doctors, great hospitals. And now I recovered. 999 of young people recover. 99% of people recover. We have to recover. We can't close up our nation. We have to open our school, and we can't close up our nation, or you're not going to have a nation. And of course, the CDC has said young people can get sick with COVID-19 and can pass it. Vice President Biden, I want to talk broadly about strategy, though. You can have I respond to that? 30 seconds, please, and then seconds. I have a question. No, number one, he says that we're, uh, you know, we're learning to live with it. People are learning to die with it. You folks home will have an empty chair at the kitchen table this morning. Hey, that man or wife going to bed tonight and reaching over to try to touch their out of habit where their wife or husband was is gone. Learning to live with it. Come on. We're dying with it because he has never said, you see, you said it's dangerous. When's the last time? Is it really dangerous still? Are we dangerous? You tell the people it's dangerous now. What should they do about the danger? And you say, I take no responsibility. Let me talk about your two... Excuse me, I take, I take full responsibility. It's not my fault that it came here. It's China's fault. And you know what? It's not Joe's fault that it came here either. It's China's fault. They kept it from going into the rest of China for the most part, but they didn't keep it from coming out to the world, including Europe and ourselves. Vice President Biden. Joe said, come on, twice. The fact twice is it. that when we knew it was coming, when it hit, what happened? What did the president say? He said, don't worry, it's going to go away. Be gone by Easter. Don't worry. The warm That's weather. Don't do worry. Maybe inject bleach. He said he was kidding when he said that. But a lot of people thought it was serious. A whole range of things the president <laughs> has said. Even today, he thinks we are in control. We're about to lose 200,000 more people. President Trump. Look, perhaps just to finish this, uh, I was kidding on that, but just to finish this, 
when I closed, he said I shouldn't have closed. And that went on for months. What Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. She was dancing on the streets in Chinatown in San Francisco. But when I closed, he said, this is a terrible thing. You're xenophobic. I think he called me racist even. And because I was closing it to China. Now he says I should have closed it earlier. It just, Joe, it doesn't work. I didn't say either of those things. You certainly did. You certainly did. I, did. I okay. talked about a xenophobia in a different context. It wasn't about closing the border to Chinese coming to the United States. All right. I want to talk about both of your different strategies to handle. this. He thought this. I shouldn't have closed the border. Well, let's... That's obvious. Mm. Is that... Do you want to respond to that quickly, Vice President no. Biden? Okay. No. Well, let's talk about your different strategies toward dealing with this. Mr. Vice President, you suggested you would support new shutdowns if scientists recommended it. What do you say to Americans who are fearful that the cost of shutdowns, the impact on the economy, the higher rates of hunger, depression, domestic and substance abuse outweighs the risk of exposure to the virus? What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. It's his ineptitude that caused the, virus, caused the country to have to shut down in large part. Why businesses have gone under, why schools are closed, why so many people have lost their living. Trump and why is the concerned. one who said keep Those it other open. Those concerns are real. That's why he should have been, instead of in a sand trap in his golf course, he should have been negotiating with Nancy Pelosi and the rest the basement, of the Democrats Joe. and Republicans about what to do about the acts they were passing for billions of dollars to make sure people had the capacity. But you haven't ruled out more shutdowns. Well, no, I, I'm not I like shutting down today, so but far. there are, look, they need standards. The standard is if you have a reproduction rate in a community that's above a certain level, everybody says, slow up, more social distancing, do not open bars and do not open gymnasiums, do not open until you get this under control, under more control. But when you do open, give the people the capacity to be able to open and have the capacity to do it safely. For example, schools. Schools, they need a lot of money to open. They need to deal with ventilation systems. They need to deal with smaller classes, more teachers, more pods. And he's refused to support that money, or at least up to now. Let's talk about schools. President well, Trump, I, I you... think we have to respond, if I might. Please. And then I have a follow-up. Thank you. And I appreciate that. Look, all he does is talk about shutdowns, but forget about him. His Democrat governors, Cuomo in New York, you look at what's going on in California, you look at Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Democrats, Democrats all, they're shut down so tight and they're dying. They're dying. And he supports all these people. All he talks about is shutdowns. No, we're not going to shut down and we have to open our schools. And it's like, as an example, I have a young son. He also tested positive. By the time I spoke to the doctor the second time, he was fine. It just went away. Young people, I guess it's their immune system. Let me follow up with you, President Trump. You've demanded schools open in person and insist they can do it safely. But just yesterday, Boston became the latest city to move its public school system entirely online after a coronavirus spike. What is your message to parents who worry that sending their children to school will endanger not only their kids, but also their teachers and okay. families? I want to open okay. the schools. Uh, the transmittal rate <laughs> to the teachers is... Uh, very small, but I want to open the schools. We have to open our country. We're not going to have a country. You can't do this. We can't keep this country closed. This is a massive He's country right. with a massive economy. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. Yep. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a mm. level that nobody's ever seen before. Mm. There's abuse, tremendous abuse. We have to open our country. 
You know, I've said it often. The cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. Mm. And that's what's happening. And he wants to close down. He'll close down the country if one person in our in our massive bureaucracy says we should close it down. Mm. Vice President Biden, your response. Simply not true. We ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We ought to be able to safely open. But would they need resources to open? You need to be able to, for example, if you're going to open a business, have social distancing within the business. You need to have, if you have a restaurant, you need to have plexiglass dividers so people cannot infect one another. You need to be in a position where you can take testing rapidly and know whether a person is, in fact, infected. You need to be able to trace. You need to be able to provide the, all the resources that are needed to do this. And that is not inconsistent with saying that what we're going to make sure that we open safely. And by the way, all you teachers out there, not that many of you are going to die, so don't worry about it. So don't worry about it. Come on. President Trump, what? let me follow up with you quickly. By the way, I will say this. If you go and look at what's happened to New York, it's a ghost town. It's a ghost town. It is. And when you talk about plexiglass, these are restaurants that are dying. These are businesses with no money. Putting up plexiglass is unbelievably expensive, and it's not the answer. I mean, you're going to sit there in a cubicle wrapped around with plastic. It's These are businesses that are dying, Joe. You can't do that to people. You just can't. Take a look at New York and what's happened to my wonderful city for for so many years. I love it. I got it. Trump it so It's dying. Everyone's leaving New York. Take a look Vice at President what New Biden. York has done in terms of the turning the curve down in terms of the number of people dying. And I don't look at this in terms of the way he does. Blue states and red states. They're all the United States. And look at the states that are having such a spike in the coronavirus. They're the red states. They're the states in the Midwest. They're the states in the upper Midwest. That's where the spike is. He just said, <laughs> he just all said, America, he, do the, he does America. the left and, and right, blue, blue and red, and then he goes and says it's red states. One, Come make on, Make sure Joe. we get the help that the businesses need that has money's already been passed to do that. It's been out there since the beginning of the summer, and nothing's happened. President, New York has lost more than 40,000 people, 11,000 people in nursing homes. President Trump, what when about... When you say spike, take a look at what's happening in Pennsylvania, where they've had it closed. Take a look at what's happening with your friend in Michigan, where her husband's the only one allowed to do anything. It's been like a prison. Mm. Now it was just ruled unconstitutional. Take a look at North Carolina. They're having spikes, and they've been closed. And they're getting killed financially. We can't let that happen, Joe. You can't let that happen. We have to open up. And we understand the disease. We have to protect our seniors. We have to protect our elderly. We have to protect especially our seniors with heart problems and diabetes problems. And we will protect them. We have the best testing in the world by far. That's why we have so many cases. Let me follow up with you before we move on to our next section. President Trump, this week you called Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's best-known infectious disease expert, quote, a disaster. You described him and other medical experts as, quote, idiots. If you're not listening to them, who are you listening to? Let, I'm listening to all of them, including Anthony. I get along very well with Anthony. But he did say, don't wear masks. He did say, as you know, this is not going to be a problem. Uh, I think he's a Democrat, but that's okay. He said, this is not going to be a problem. We are not going to have a problem at all. When Joe says that I said, Anthony Fauci said, and others, and many others, and I'm not knocking him a lot. Nobody knew. Look, nobody knew what this thing was. Nobody knew where it was coming from, what it was. We've learned a lot. 
But Anthony said, don't wear masks. Now he wants to wear masks. Anthony also said, if you look back, exact words, here's his exact words. This is no problem. This is going to go away soon. So he's allowed to make mistakes. He happens to be a good person. Vice President right. Biden, your Those response quickly, and then we're going to move on to the next section. My response is that think about what the Come president on, knew in January and didn't tell the American people. He was told this was a serious virus that spread in the air, and it was much worse than, much worse than the flu. He went on record and said to one of your colleagues, recorded, that in fact he knew how dangerous it was, but he didn't want to tell us. He didn't want to tell us because he didn't want us to panic. He didn't want us to Americans idea, don't Joe. panic. He panicked. But guess what? In the meantime, we find out in the New York Times the other day that, in fact, his folks went to Wall Street and said this is a really dangerous thing. And a memo out of that meeting, not from his administration, but from some of the brokers, said sell short because we've got to get moving. It's a dangerous problem. Well, this is I'm going to give you 30 seconds to respond, and then we're the going to move one, on. I don't know. Somebody went to Wall Street. You're the one that takes all the money from Wall Street. I don't take it. I have. You, you have <laughs> raised a lot of money, tremendous amounts of money. And every time you raise money, deals are made, Joe. I could raise so much more money as president and as somebody that knows most of those people. I could call the heads of Wall Street, the heads of every company in America. I would blow away every record, but I don't want to do that because it puts me in a bad position. And then you bring up Wall Street. You shouldn't be bringing up Wall Street because you're the one that takes the money from Wall Street, not Ooh, me. My I, could, I could blow away Ooh. your records that, like you wouldn't believe. We don't need money. We have plenty of money. In fact, we beat Hillary Clinton with a tiny fraction of the money that she was able to. All right, gentlemen, we're going to move on. Don't tell me about Average contribution, $43. All right, we're going to move on to our next section, which is national security. And I do want to start we with Hillary the security of our elections no and some breaking news from overnight. Just last night, top intelligence officials confirmed again that both Russia and Iran are working to influence this election. Both countries have obtained U.S. voter registration information, these officials say, and Iran sent intimidating messages to Florida voters. This question goes to you, Mr. Vice President. What would you do to put an end to this threat? You have two minutes uninterrupted. I made it clear, and I ask everyone else to take the pledge, I made it clear that any country, no matter who it is, that interferes in American elections will pay a price. They will pay a price. And it's been overwhelmingly clear this election, I won't even get into the last one, this election, that Russia has been involved, China has been involved to some degree, and now we learn that, that, uh, that uh, Iran is involved. They will pay a price if I'm elected. They're interfering with American sovereignty. That's what's going on right now. They're Answer the question, with American Joe. sovereignty. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think the president said anything to Putin about it. I don't think he's stalking them a lot. I don't think he said a word. I don't know why he hadn't said a word to Putin about it. And I don't know what he has recently said, if anything, to the Iranians. My guess is he'd probably be more outspoken with regard to the Iranians. But the point is this, folks. We are in a situation where we have foreign company countries trying to interfere in the outcome oh, of our elections. His old, old national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy — well, I, won't, I shouldn't — well, I will. His buddy, Rudy Giuliani, he's being used as a Russian pawn. He's being fed information that is Russian, that is not true. Oh, come on, man. And then what happens? Nothing happens. And then you find out that well, everything up, is going on that here. Up. 
about so Russia is wanting to make slow. sure that I do not get elected the next president of the United States because they know I know them and they know me. They do I don't understand you. why this president is unwilling to take on Putin when he's actually paying bounties to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan, when he's engaged in activities that are trying to destabilize all of NATO. I don't know why he doesn't do it, but it's worth asking the question, why isn't that being done? Any country that interferes with us will, in fact, pay a price because they're affecting our sovereignty. President Trump, same question to you. Let me, let me ask the yeah. question. You're going to have two minutes yeah. to respond. For two elections in a row now, there has been substantial interference from foreign adversaries. What would you do in your next term to put an end to this? Two minutes uninterrupted. Well, let me respond to the first part, as Joe answered. Joe got $3.5 million from Russia, and it came through Putin because he was very friendly with the former mayor of <laughs> Moscow. I was the mayor of Moscow's wife. And you got $3.5 million. Your family got $3.5 million. And... You know, someday you're going to have to explain why did you get three and a half. I never got any money from Russia. I don't get money from Russia. Now, about your thing last night, I knew all about that. And through John, who is John Retliff, who is fantastic, DNI, he said the one thing that's common to both of them, they both want you to lose because there has been nobody tougher to Russia with, between the sanctions, nobody tougher than me on Russia. Between the sanctions, between all of what I've done with NATO, you know, I've got the NATO countries to put up an extra $130 billion, going to $420 billion a year. That's to guard against Russia. I sold, while he was selling pillows and sheets, I sold tank busters to Ukraine. There has been nobody tougher than, on Russia than Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, they were so bad. They took over the, the submarine port. You remember that very well. During your term, during you and Barack Obama, they took over a big part of what should have been Ukraine. You handed it to them. But you were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money, and they probably still are. But now, with what came out today, it's even worse. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your uh -oh. family. And, Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. <laughs> and I think you up. owe an explanation to the American people. Why is it? Somebody just had a news conference a little while ago who was essentially supposed to work with you and your family, but what he said was damning. And Regardless of me, I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. Maybe you can do it right now. Vice President Biden, you may respond. And then I do I, want to follow up on the election security. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. That's not what we the emails say. This president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever, number one. Number two, this is a president. I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years. Well, Go look at them. 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? Why are you unwilling? The foreign countries are paying you a lot. Russia's paying you a lot. China's paying you a lot. And your hotels and all your businesses all around the country all around the world. And China's building a new road to a new ga a, a, a golf course you have overseas. So what's going on here? Why don't release your tax return or stop talking about corruption? President Trump, your response. First of all, I called my accountants. 
underwrote it. I'm going to release them as soon as we can. I want to do it. And it'll show how successful, how great this company is. But much more importantly than that, people were saying $750. I asked them a week ago, I said, what did I pay? They said, sir, you prepaid tens of millions of dollars. I prepaid my tax tens over the last number of years, tens of millions of dollars I prepaid. Because at Go some point the emails, they think Trump. it's an estimate. They think I may have to pay tax. So I already prepaid it. Nobody told me that. Did your accountant Nobody tell you, told when you, you that. Excuse them? me. And it wasn't written whenever they write this. They keep talking about $750, which I think is a filing fee. But let me just tell you, I prepaid millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. <laughs> You made three and a half million dollars, Joe, and oh. your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10 percent to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. All right, gentlemen, I want to uh -oh. ask you both some questions. No, nah, Maude, you got to make them answer that. Both respond very quickly. You just said you spoke to your accountant yes. about potentially no, releasing uh, your taxes. See, Did he tell you when you can uh, release them? Do you have a the deadline for when you're going to release them? I get we got a bias, Maude. Worse than the Tea Party got treated. Because I have a lot have of people in there. Okay. Deep down in the IRS, they treat me horribly. We made a deal. It was all settled until I decide to run for president. I get treated very badly by the IRS, very unfairly. But we had a deal all done. As soon as we're completed with the deal, I want to release it. But I have paid millions and millions of dollars, and I, it's worse than paying. I paid in advance. It's called prepaying your taxes. Okay. I paid in advance. Make I want them to ask you both about questions regarding your potential foreign entanglements and questions that okay. have been raised to give you both a chance Some to talk about this is. more broadly. Respond very quickly, and then I'll get to my question. Yeah. Why did he, he's been saying this for four years? Show us. Just show us. Stop playing around. Wow. You've been saying for four years you're going to reduce your taxes. Nobody knows it, Mr. President. What they do okay. know is you're not paying your taxes or you're paying taxes that are so low. When last time he said what he paid, he said, I only pay that little because I'm smart. I know how to game the system. Come on. Come on, folks. So, President Trump, and then I want to get to two questions to both of you sure. on this. I was put through a phony witch hunt for three years. It started before I even got elected. They spied on my campaign. No president should ever have to go through what I went through. Let me just say this. Mueller and 18 angry Democrats and FBI agents all over the place spent $48 million. Mm. They went through everything I had, including my tax returns, mm. and they found absolutely no collusion and nothing wrong. $48 million. I guarantee you, if I spent $1 million on you, Joe, I could find plenty wrong. Because right. the kind of things that you've done and the kind of monies that your family <laughs> has taken, I mean, your brother made money in Iraq, me... millions of dollars. Uh -oh. Your other brother made a fortune. And it's all through you, Joe. And they say you get some of it. And you do live very well. You have houses all over the place. You live very well. All right, gentlemen, let me just ask oh, some dude. questions about all of this broadly. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for Ukraine an energy okay. company when you were vice president hey, in Kristen. retrospect was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical nothing was unethical here's what the deal with regard to ukraine we had this whole question about whether or not because he was on the board i later learned of a burisma 
a company that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing, number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me, which they would not do and did not do because it do never, ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Now, Mr. Trump, deal with let me, let me ask way, my question to you. But and could I just one, one thing? Very quickly. His son didn't have a job for a long time, was sadly no longer in the military service. I won't get into that. Hmm. And he didn't have a job. As soon as he became vice president, Barisma, not the best look, not the best reputation in the world. I hear they paid him 183000 a month. Listen to this. 183, and they gave him a three million dollar upfront payment. All right, and he had no I, energy. I'm going to let the vice president That's respond to that. Come on, and then I need to get to a question come on, to Kristen. No basis for that. Everybody investigated that. No one said anything he did was wrong in Ukraine. Okay, President Trump, this is for you. Since you took office, you've never divested from your business. You've personally promoted your uh, properties Kristen's, abroad. Uh, a report this week, we which was reference, does indicate that your company has a bank account in China. So how can voters know that you don't have any foreign conflicts of interest? I have many bank accounts, and they're all listed, and they're all over the place. I mean, I was a businessman doing business. The bank account you're referring to, which is everybody knows about it, it's listed. The <laughs> bank account was in 2013. That's mm. what it was. It was opened and do it was closed in 2015, I believe. And then I decided because I was going to do I was thinking about doing a deal in China like millions of other people. I was thinking about it and I decided I'm not going to do it. Didn't like it. I decided not to do it. Had an account open and I closed it. Okay. Excuse me. And then unlike him where he's vice president and he does business I then decided to run for president after that. That was before. So I closed it before I even ran for president, mm. let alone became president. Big difference. Mm. He is the vice president of the United States, mm -hmm. and his son, his brother, mm. and his other brother mm -hmm. are getting rich. Both. They're like a vacuum cleaner. They're sucking. Oh, wow. Wow. Trump, thank you. We do it's need to true. move on. I do want to ask you, They're like uh, a Vice vacuum President cleaner. Biden, about China. Let's talk about China. She was quick to cut that off. She there was. have, of course, President Trump has said that they should pay for not being fully transparent in regards to the coronavirus. If you were president, would you make China pay? And please be specific, what would that look like? What I'd make China do is play by the international rules, not like he has done. He has caused the deficit of China to go up, not down, with China, up, not down. We are making sure that in order to do business in China, you have to give all your intellectual property. You have to get a, have a partner in China. It's 51 percent. We would not do that at all, number one. Number two, we're in a situation where China would have to play by the rules internationally as well. When I met with Xi that, and uh, when I was still vice president, he said you we're said setting up already. air identification zones yeah. in the, in the yeah. South China Sea. You can't fly through them. I said, we're going to fly through them. We just flew B-52, B-1 bombers through it. We're not going to pay attention. They have to play by the rules. And what's he do? He embraces guys like 
the thugs like in North Korea and and uh, and the Chinese president and Putin and others, and he pokes his finger in the eye of all of our it's friends, not presidential, all of our allies. Disrespect. We foreign make leaders. up only we were twenty five percent, twenty five percent of the world's economy. We need to be having the rest of our friends with us saying to China, these are the rules. You play by them or you're going to pay the price for not paying by them economically. Nobody's that's been harder on China than Trump. He's about to kill did, his topic. You know, holding steel tariffs and a range of other things when we were president and vice president. All right. Let's talk about North Korea. Oh, 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 oh. Excuse me. No, I have to yes. respond to that. Okay. Very quickly. <laughs> and then we're going to move on to North Korea. with a billion Korea. and a half dollars from China to not manage true. after spending 10 minutes in office and being in Air Force Two, number one. Number mm. two. There's a very strong email talking about your family wanting to make $10 million a year for introductions. President Trump, on China Ooh, policy, true. though, what specifically are you going to do? What specifically are you going to do to make China pay? You've said you're going to make of all, them pay. China is paying. They're paying billions and billions of dollars. I just gave $28 billion. New sanctions? I just gave $28 Kristen, billion dollars to our farmers. Taxpayers' money. Stop That's cutting what? them off, Joe. Taxpayers' money. No, no, yeah, China. you know the taxpayers. It's called China. China <laughs> paid twenty-eight billion, and you know what they did to pay it, Joe? They devalued their currency, and they also paid up. And you That's know who true. got the money? Our farmers, our great farmers, because they were targeted. You never charged them anything. Also, I charged them twenty-five percent on dumped steel because they were killing our steel industry. We were not going to have a steel industry. Okay. And now we have a steel okay. industry. Okay, Vice President Biden, your response, please. Kristen, come on. This isn't about. There's a reason why he's bringing up all this malarkey. There's a reason for it. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substantive issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle-class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. You're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, well, we can't get new tires, they're bald because we have to wait another month or so. Or are we going to be able to pay the mortgage? Or who's going to tell her she can't go back to, to community college? They're the decisions you're making in the middle-class families like I grew up in Scranton and Claymont. They're in trouble. We should be talking about your families, but that's the last thing he wants to talk about. I want, to, I want to talk about North Korea. Me, I do want to second, turn to please. 10 seconds, Mr. President. That's 10 a typical seconds. political Kristen. statement. Let's get off this China thing. And then he looks, the family, around the table, everything. Just right. a typical politician when I see that. Let's talk I'm about North Korea. I'm not a typical Korea politician. Okay, That's President why I got elected. That let's was, talk let's about get off the subject of China. Let's talk around, sitting around the table. All right. Come on, Joe, you can do better. We're going to talk about <laughs> North Korea now. President Trump, you've met with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un three times. You've talked about your beautiful letters with him. You've touted the fact that there hasn't been a war or a long-range missile test. And yet North Korea recently rolled out its biggest ever intercontinental ballistic missile and continues to develop its nuclear arsenal. Do you see that as a betrayal of the relationship you no. forged? Just 30 seconds here because we need to get on to the next So segment. when I met with Barack Obama, we sat in the White House. Right at the beginning, had a great conversation. It was supposed to be 15 minutes, and it was well over an hour. He said, the biggest problem we have with North is North Korea. He indicated, we will be in a war with North Korea. Guess what? It would be a nuclear war. And he does have plenty of nuclear capability. In the meantime, I have a very good relationship with him. Different kind of a guy, but he probably thinks the same thing about me. We have a different kind of a relationship. We have a very good relationship, and there's no war. And, you know, about two months ago, he broke into a certain area. They said, oh, there's going to be trouble. I said, no, they're not, because he's not going to do that. And I was right. Look, instead of being in a war where millions of people, Seoul, you know, is 25 miles away, 
Millions and millions, 32 million people in Seoul. Millions of people would be okay. dead right now. President we Trump, don't have that's a war, 30 and seconds. I have a good Thank relationship. you. Vice President Biden, to you, North Korea conducted four nuclear tests under the Obama administration. Why do you think you would be able to rein in this persistent threat? Because right? I'd make it clear, which we were making clear to China, they had to be part of the deal because here's the route. I made it clear and as a spokesperson of the administration when I went to China. Yeah, and they said, why are you moving your missile defense up so close? Why are you moving more forces here? Why are you continuing to do uh, um, uh, military maneuvers with South Korea. I said, because North Korea is a problem, and we're going to continue to do it so we can control them. The Adderall, we're going to make old. sure we can control them and make sure they cannot hurt us. And so if you want to do something about it, step up and help. If not, it's going to continue. What has he done? He's legitimized North Korea. He's talked about his good buddy, who's a thug, a thug, and he talks about how we're better off, and they are have much. Sounds like Joe lead us right into war with that. Able to reach U.S. territory much more easily than ever did before. Let me follow up with you, Vice President Biden. You've said you wouldn't meet with Kim Jong Un without preconditions. Are there any conditions under which you would meet with him? On the condition that he would agree that he would be drawing down his nuclear capacity to get that the Korean Peninsula should be nuclear-free zone. All right, let's move on to American families. For us, they nobody else. With him. They tried to meet with him. He I wouldn't didn't. do it. He didn't like Obama. He didn't like him. He wouldn't do it. Okay, I got to give him a chance to respond to that he before we move do on. It. And that's why. okay. You know what, North Korea, we're not in a war. We have a good relationship. You know, people don't understand. Having a good relationship Trump, with leaders of on, other countries. Come on, Kristen. We have a lot of questions to get yes. to. Not Your like response. We had a good relationship with Hitler before he, in fact, invaded Europe, the rest of Europe. Come on. The reason oh, he would not God. meet with Here President Obama is because President Obama said, we're going to talk about denuclearization. We're not going to legitimize you, and we're going to continue to put stronger and stronger sanctions on you. That's why he wouldn't meet with us. All right, let's and it didn't move happen. on. Let's Excuse move me. on and talk he about left American me families. A mess, Kristen. President Trump. Okay, we they do need to move on. They left me a mess. North Korea was a mess. We and in fact, if you so remember the first two or three months, tonight, it was a very Trump. dangerous period of my first three months before we sort of worked things out a little bit. Okay. There was a very they left us a mess. And Obama would be, I think, the first to say it was the single biggest problem he thought that our country. Okay, would. let's move on to American families and the economy. One of the issues that's most important to them is health care, as you both know. Today, there was a key vote on a new Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett, and health care is at the center of her confirmation fight. Over 20 million Americans get their health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. It's headed to the Supreme Court, and your administration, Mr. President, is advocating for the court to overturn it. If the Supreme Court does overturn that law, those 20 million Americans could lose their health insurance almost overnight. So what would you do if those people have their health insurance taken away? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Sure. First of all, I've already done something that nobody thought was possible. Through the legislature, I terminated the individual mandate. That is the worst part of Obamacare, as we call it. The individual mandate where you have to pay a fortune for the privilege of not having to pay for bad health insurance. I terminated. It's gone. Now it's in court because Obamacare is no good. But then I made a decision. Run it as well as you can to my people, great people. Run it as well as you can. I could have gone the other route and made everybody very unhappy. They ran it. Uh, premiums are down. Everything's down. Here's the problem. No matter how well you run it, it's no good. What we'd like to do is terminate it. We have the individual mandate done. 
I don't know that it's going to work. If we don't win, we will have to run it and we'll have Obamacare, but it'll be better run. But it no longer is Obamacare because without the individual mandate, it's much different. Pre-existing conditions will always stay. What I would like to do is a much better health care, much better, will always protect people with pre-existing. So I'd like to terminate Obamacare, come up with a brand new, beautiful health care. The Democrats will do it because there'll be tremendous pressure on them, and we might even have the House by that time. And I think we are going to win the House, okay? You'll see, but I think we're going to win the House. But come up with a better health care, always protecting people with pre-existing conditions. And one thing very important, we have 180 million people out there that have great private health care far more than we're talking about with Obamacare. Joe Biden is going to terminate all of those policies. These are people that love their health care, people that have been successful, middle-income people, been successful. They have 180 million plans, 180 million people, families. Under what he wants to do, which will basically be socialized medicine, he won't even have a choice, they want to terminate 180 million plans. We have done an incredible job on health care. And we're going to do even better. Okay. Let Vice President Biden, oh, yes, this is for you. Your health care plan calls for building on Obamacare. So my question is, what is your plan if the law is ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme the Court? First time. You have two minutes uninterrupted. What I'm going to do is pass Obamacare. Oh, okay. That was a two-minute period. Okay. It'll become Biden care. The public option is an option that says that if you, in fact, do not have the wherewithal <laughs> to be, if you qualify for Medicaid, and you do not have the wherewithal in your state to get Medicaid, you automatically are enrolled, providing competition for insurance companies. That's what's going to happen. Secondly, we're going to make sure we reduce the premiums and reduce drug prices by making sure that there's competition that doesn't exist now by allowing the Medicare to negotiate drug prices with the insurance companies. Thirdly, the idea that I want to eliminate private insurance, the reason why I had such a fight for, with 20 candidates for the nomination was I support private insurance. That's why I did not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. They did not lose their insurance unless they chose they wanted to go to something else. Obamacare was Lastly, disaster. we're going to make sure we're in a situation that we actually protect pre-existing. There's no way he can protect pre-existing conditions. None. Zero. You can't do it in the ether. He's been talking about this for a long time. There is no, he's never come up with a plan. I guess we're going to get the pre-existing condition plan the same time we get the infrastructure plan that we've been waiting for since 17, 18, 19, and 20. The fact, I still have a, little, a few more minutes. I know you're getting anxious. The, <laughs> the fact is that there, he's already cost the American people because of his terrible handling of the COVID virus and the economic spillover. Ten million people have lost their private insurance. And he wants to take away 22 million more people who have it under Obamacare and over 110 million people with pre-existing conditions. And all the people from COVID are going to have pre-existing conditions. What are they going to do? I have a follow-up for you, Vice President sure. Biden. It relates to something that President Trump said. He's accusing COVID you of wanting socialized medicine. What do conditions? you say to people who have concerns that your health care plan, which includes a government insurance option, takes the country one step closer to a health care system run entirely by the government? What's your I say it's ridiculous. It's like saying that, you know, we're uh, the idea that the fact that there's a public option that people can choose. That makes it a socialist plan. Look, the difference between the president, I think health care is not a privilege, it's a right. 
Everyone should have the right to have affordable health care. And I am very proud of my plan. It's gotten endorsed by all the major labor unions, as well as, as well as a whole range of other people who, in fact, are concerned in the medical field. This is something that's going to save people's lives, and this is going to give some people an opportunity, an opportunity to have health care for their children. How many of you home are worried and rolling around in bed tonight wondering what in God's name you're going to do if you get sick? Because you've lost your home insurance, your, your, your health insurance, your company's gone under. We have to provide health insurance for people at an affordable rate, and that's what I do. We don't want President socialism. Trump, he was your there response. for 47 years. He didn't do it. <laughs> he was now there as vice president for eight years, and it's not like it was 25 years ago. It was three and three quarters. It was just a little while ago, right? Less than four years ago. He didn't do anything. He didn't do it. He wants socialized medicine, and it's not that he wants it. His vice president, I mean, she is, is more liberal than Bernie Sanders and wants it even more. Bernie Sanders wants it. The Democrats want it. You're going to have socialized medicine, just like you went with fracking. We're not going to have fracking. We're going to stop fracking. We're going to stop fracking. Then he goes to Pennsylvania after he gets a nomination, where he got very lucky to get it. And he goes to Pennsylvania, <laughs> and he says, oh, we're going to have fracking. And you never asked that question. And by the uh, way, so far, I respect very much the way you're handling this. I have to say. By the way. But somebody should ask the question. You can ask. He, he goes for a year. There will be we no have a, fracking. We, have, there we will do be have no a number petroleum. of we have a number of topics. We're no, no, but get that's to. a big, we, that's and a big we, question. And we're going to get to we're, we're going to get to I, the same thing with socialized medicine. I have to respond. Vice President, your response, please. My response on, is Kristen. people deserve to have affordable health care. Period. 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 And the Biden care proposal will, in fact, provide for that affordable health care, lower premiums. What we're going to do is going to cost some money. It's going to cost over $750 billion over 10 years to do it. And they're going to have lower premiums. You can buy into the better plans, the cheaper plans, lower your premiums, deal with un un unexpected billing, and have your drug prices drop significantly. He keeps talking about it. He hasn't done a thing for anybody on health care. Not a thing. Tristan, when Very he quickly, says, then I want to talk when about he says public option, Hill. he's talking about socialized medicine and, and, and health care. When he talks about a public option, he's talking about destroying your Medicare, totally destroyed, and destroying your Social Security. And this whole country will come down. You know, Bernie Sanders tried it. In his state. He tried it in his state. His governor was a very liberal governor. They want to make it work. Okay. It, let's hear it let's let Vice President Biden to work. respond. It doesn't Vice work. President he's Biden a very confused guy. He thinks he's running against somebody else. He's running against Joe Biden. I beat all those other people because I disagreed with them. Joe Biden he's running against. And the idea that we're in a situation that they're going to destroy <laughs> Medicare, this is the guy that the actuary at Medicare said, if in fact, at Social Security, if in fact he continues to withhold his plan to withhold the tax on Social Security, Social Security will be bankrupt in by 2023 with no way to make up for it. This is the guy who's tried to cut Medicare. So I don't I mean, the idea that Donald Trump is lecturing me on Social Security and Medicare. Come on. He tried to get a drink. He said, come on, man. Let's take a drink. Years ago, years ago. Go back and look at the records. He tried to hurt Social Security years ago. All right, let's move but on. This I'm going to move on. Let me, they announced, Mr. President, Kristen, let him talk, yo. He said the stock market will boom if I'm elected. If he's elected, the stock market will crash. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Very quickly. Look, 
Oh, so Biden can talk, but Trump can't talk? The stock market is booming. It's his only measure of what's happening. Where I come from is Cremont. The people don't live off of the stock market. Just in the the last three uh, three years during this crisis, the the billionaires in this country made, according to the Wall Street, seven hundred billion more dollars. Seven hundred billion more dollars, because that's his only measure. What happens to the ordinary people out there? What happens to them? Let's talk about what's happening on Capitol Hill. We're we're going to move on. 401ks are through the roof. We're going to move on. Stock are through the roof. And he doesn't come from Scranton. Come on, Christine. I like you, He lived there for a short period of time before he even knew it. We're going to move on to the next question. And the people of Pennsylvania will show you that. Let me move on to my next question, gentlemen. As of tonight, more than 12 million people are out of work. And as of tonight, 8 million more Americans have fallen into poverty. And more families are going hungry every day. Those hit hardest are women and people of color. They see Washington fighting over a relief bill. Mr. President, why haven't you been able to get them the help they need? 30 seconds here. Because Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to approve it. I do. But you're the president. I do, but I still have to get. Unfortunately, that's one of the reasons I think we're going to take over the House because of her. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to approve anything because she'd love to have some victories on a date called November 3rd. Nancy Pelosi does not want to approve it. We are ready, willing, and able to do something. Don't forget, we've already approved three plans, and it's gone through, including the Democrats, in all fairness. This one she doesn't want. It's near the election because she thinks it helps her politically. I think it hurts her politically. All right, Mr. Vice President, look. The Republican leader in 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 the United States Senate said he can't pass it. He will not be able to pass it. He does not have Republican votes. Why isn't he talking to his Republican friends? Let me follow up with you, Vice President. If we made a Biden, deal. Because the let me let me ask Vice President Biden a question. You are the leader of the Democratic Party. Why have you not pushed the Democrats to get a deal for the American people? Well, I have, and they have pushed it. Look, they passed this act all the way back in the beginning of the summer. This is like it's not new. It's been out there. This Heroes Act has been sitting there, and look at what's happening. When I was in charge of the Recovery Act with $800 billion, I was able to get $145 billion to local communities that have to balance their budgets and states that have to balance their budgets, so they have to fire fire they have to fire firefighters, teachers, first responders, law enforcement officers, so they could keep their cities and counties running. He will not support that. They have not done a thing for them. And Mitch McConnell said, let them go bankrupt. Let them go bankrupt. Come on. What's the matter the with this? The bill that was passed in the House said, was a bailout of badly run, high-crime, Democrat, all run <coughs> by Democrats, cities and states. It was a way of getting a lot of money, billions and billions of dollars to these states. It was also a way of getting a lot of money from our people's pockets to people that come into our country illegally. We were going to take care of everything for them. And what that does, and I'd love to do that, I'd love to help them, but what that does, everybody all over the world will start pouring into our country. We can't do it. This was a way of taking care of them. This was a way of spending on things that had nothing to do with COVID, as per your question. But it was really a big bailout for badly run Democrat cities and states. All right, I want to... If I get elected, I'm not going to... I'm running as a proud Democrat, but I'm going to be an American president. I don't see red states in... going to start laying off, whether they're red or blue, cops, firefighters, first responders, because teachers, because they, they have to balance their budget. And the founders were smart. They allowed the federal government to deficit spend to compensate for the United States of America. I want to talk about the minimum wage, gentlemen. Mr. Yeah. Vice President, 
We are talking a lot about struggling small business owners, business owners these days. Do you think this is the right time to ask them to raise the minimum wage? You, of course, support a $15 federal minimum wage. I do, because I think one of the things we're going to have to do is we're going to have to bail them out, too. We should be bailing them out now, those small businesses. You got one in six of them going under. They're not going to be able to make it back. They passed a, a, a package minimum that wage allows hurts us small to business, be able to call moron? PPP. Money is supposed to go to help them do everything from organize how they can deal with their businesses being open safely. D d schools, how they can make classrooms smaller, how they can hire more teachers, how they can put ventilation systems in. They need the help. The businesses as well as the schools need the help. But this, these guys will not help them. Is not giving them any of the money. We are going to move so on to immigration. One, one very but I want to get your We have reaction. to help our small businesses by raising the minimum wage. That's not helping. Uh, I think right. it should be a state option. Alabama is different than New York. New York is different from Vermont. Every state is different. It should be a state you, option. You said very we have recently. To help. It's That's very a great important. point. We have to help our small businesses. You, you How said, are you helping your small businesses when you're forcing wages? What's going to happen and what's been proven to happen is when you do that, these small businesses fire many of their employees. You said Talk about you it, would Trump. consider raising the federal minimum wage to $15 Say an it. hour. You said recently you would consider raising the federal minimum wage to $15 I, an really hour. Like, is that still the case? And I would consider it. In a, to an extent, but in a what I really like, what I in a second administration, but not to a level that's going to put all these businesses out of business. Correct. It should be a state option. Look, every I've lived in different places, I know different places. They're all different. Some places, fifteen dollars is not so bad. In other places, other states, fifteen dollars. Okay, would be President ruinous. Trump. Thank no, you. Quick no response, Vice President. Come Biden. on, Christian. Why Two are you cutting jobs. them all? One job. Be below poverty. People are making six, seven, eight bucks an hour. These first responders, we all clap for as they come down the street because they've allowed us to make it. What's happening? They deserve a minimum wage of $15. Anything below that puts you below the poverty level. And there is no evidence that when you raise the minimum wage, businesses go out of business. That is simply not true. We're going to talk no about immigration. I can't afford minimum wage, now, Biden. I'm a and small we're business. We're going to talk about families within this context. Mr. President, your administration separated children from their parents at the border, at least 4,000 kids. You've since reversed your zero tolerance policy, but the United States can't locate the parents of more than 500 children. So how will these families ever be reunited? Uh, children are brought here by coyotes and lots of bad people, cartels, and they're brought here and they used to use them to get into our country. We now have as strong a border as we've ever had. We're over 400 miles of brand new wall. You see the numbers and we let people in, but they have to come in legally and they come in through. But Maryland. how will you reunite let me these just tell kids you, with their families? They built cages. You know, they used to say, I built the cages. And then they had a picture in a certain newspaper and it was a picture of these horrible cages. And they said, look at these cages. President Trump built them. And then it was determined they were built. In 2014, that was him. Do you they have a plan Let's to go. unite the kids? Yes, we're working families? on it very well. Let's we're, go. We're that was Obama's administration. But a lot of these kids come out without the parents. They come over through cartels and through coyotes and through mm -hmm. gangs. Vice yes. President Biden, let me bring you into this conversation. Quick response and then another question to you. These 500-plus kids came with parents. Oh. They separated them at the border to make it a disincentive to come to begin with. Big, real tough. We're really strong. And guess what? They cannot, it's not coyotes didn't bring them over. Their parents were with them. They got separated from their parents. 
and it makes us a laughing stock and violates every notion of who we are as a nation. You liar! Let me ask you a follow-up question. They did it. We changed the policy. Your response they to that? They did it. We, we changed. did not. They built the cages. The, they, who, who built the cages, let's, Joe? Let's talk about who, who built, the, who the, built cages? the cages. Let's talk about what we're talking about. What happened? Who built the Parents cages, Joe? Ripped their kids were ripped their <laughs> and separated. And now they cannot find over 500 of sets of those parents, and those kids are alone. Who built the cages, Nowhere Joe? Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. It's criminal. It's criminal. Let me ask Kristen, you about I will it say this. They went down. We brought reporters, everything. They are so well taken care of. They're in facilities that were so clean. But some of have them haven't been reunited good. But just families. ask one question. Who built the cages? I'd love you to ask him that. Who built the cages? Let me ask about your immigration policy, Mr. Vice President. Come on, Kristen, make him answer the question. It's a fucking debate. Immigration reform, which had been a key promise during the administration, no. also presided over record deportations as well as family detentions at the border before changing course. So why should voters trust you with an immigration overhaul now? Because it made a mistake. It, made too, it took too long to get it right. It took too long to get it right. I'll be president of the United States, not vice president of the United States. And the fact is, I've made it very clear, <laughs> within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. The idea that they are being sent home by this guy and they want to do that is they've gone to a country they've never seen before. I can imagine you're five years old, your parents are taking you across the, the Rio Grande River and it's, and, it's, and it's illegal. And you say, oh no, mom, leave me here. I'm not going to go with you. They've been here. Many of them are model citizens. Over 20,000 of them are first responders out there taking care of people during this crisis. We owe them. We owe them. President he had eight years to do what he said he was going to do. And I've changed without having a specific. We got rid of catch and release. We got rid of a lot of horrible things that they put in and that they lived with. But he had eight years he was vice president. He did nothing except build cages to keep children in. Vice President Wrong. Biden, your response. The catch and release. You know what he's talking about there? If, in fact, you had a family came across and they were arrested. They, in fact, were given a date to show up for their hearing. They were released. And guess what? They showed up for a hearing. And this is the first president in the history of the United States of America that's anybody seeking asylum Who built the cages, has to Joe? do it in another country. That's never happened before in America. That's never happened before in America. You come to the United States and you make your case that I seek asylum based on the following, on the following premise, why I deserve it under American law. They're sitting in squalor on the other side of the river. President Trump, your response, so 30 important. seconds, and then we'll move It just on. shows that he has no understanding of immigration or the laws. Catch and release is a disaster. A murderer would come in. A rapist would come in. A very bad person would come in. We would take their name. We have to release them into our country. And then you say they come back. Less than 1% of the people come back. We have to send ICE out and Border Patrol out to find them. We would say, come back in two years, three years. We're going to give you a court case. You need Perry Mason. We're going to give you a court case. When you say they come back, they don't come back, Joe. They, they never come back. Only the really, <laughs> I hate to say this, 
But those with the lowest IQ, they might come back. Okay, President Trump, very, let's very give few. Vice President Biden a chance to respond, and then we're going to move on to the you next section. You don't know section. the law, Joe. Vice President Biden, law. your response. Know the law. What he's telling you is simply not true. Well, check, check it, it out. out. They don't come back. Check it out. All right, let's move but on. But we don't have to, to worry about section. it because they terminated it, so we don't have to worry about let's it. Let's move right. on to the next and you section. Have 525 kids not knowing where in God's name they're going to be and lost their parents. Go ahead. All right, let's talk about our next section, which is race in America. And I want to uh -oh. talk about the way black and brown Americans experience race in this country. Part of that experience is something called the talk. It happens regardless of class and income. The talk. Parents who feel they have no choice but to prepare their children for the chance that they could be targeted, including by the police, for no reason other than the color of their skin. Mr. Vice President, in the next two minutes, I want you to speak directly to these families. Do you understand why these parents fear for their children? I do. I do. You know, my daughter is a social worker, and uh, she's, all, she's written a lot about this. She has a graduate degree from the University of Pennsylvania in social work. And, you know, uh, sons one of the reasons why I ended up working on the east side of Wilmington, Delaware, which is 90 percent African-American, was to learn more about what was going on. What I didn't, I never had to tell my daughter, if she's pulled over, make sure she puts for a traffic stop, put both hands on top of the wheel and don't reach for the glove box because someone may shoot you. But a black parent, no matter how wealthy or how poor they are, has to teach their child. When you're walking down the street, him up don't have a hoodie on when right you go across the street. Making sure that you, in fact, if you get pulled over, just yes, sir, no, sir, hands on top of the wheel, because you are, in fact, the victim, whether you're a person making 300000 child of a $300,000 a year person or someone who's on, on, on food stamps. The fact of the matter is, there is institutional racism in America. And we have always said, We've never lived up to it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women are created equal. Well, guess what? We have never, ever lived up to it, but we've always constantly been moving the needle further and further to inclusion, not exclusion. This is the first president to come along and says, that's the end of that. We're not going to do that anymore. We have to provide for economic opportunity, better education, better health care, better access to schooling, better access to opportunity to borrow money to start businesses. All the things we can do, and I've laid out a clear plan as to how to do those things just to give people a shot. It's about accumulating the ability to have wealth as well as it is to be free from violence. President Trump, same question to you, and let me remind you of the question. I would like you to speak directly to these families. Do you understand why these parents fear for their children? Yes, I do. And again, he's been in government 47 years. He never did a thing, except in 1994, uh -oh. when he did such harm to the black community. And they were called, and he called them, super predators. <laughs> and he said that. He said it, super predators. And they have never lived that down. 1994, uh. your crime bill, uh -oh. the super predators. Nobody has done more for the black community than Donald Trump. And if you look, with the exception my of Abraham Lincoln, possible exception, but the exception of Abraham Lincoln, nobody has done what I've done. Criminal justice reform, mm -hmm. Obama and <laughs> Joe didn't do it. I don't even think they tried because they had no chance at doing it. 
They might have wanted to do it, but if you had to see the arms I had to twist to get that done, it was not a pretty picture, and everybody knows it, including some very liberal people that cried in my office. They cried in the Oval Office. Two weeks later, they're out saying, gee, we have to defeat him. Criminal justice oh. reform, prison reform, opportunity zones with Tim Scott, a great senator from South Carolina. He came in with this incredible idea for Opportunity Zones. It's one of the most successful programs. People don't talk about it. Tremendous investment is being made. Biggest beneficiary, the black and Hispanic communities, and then historically black colleges and universities. Uh -oh. After three years of coming to the office, I love some of those guys. They were great. They came into the office and they said, I said, what are you doing? After three years, I said, why do you keep coming back? Because we have no funding. I said, you don't have to come back every year. We have to come back. Because President Obama would never give them long-term funding. And I did. Ten-year, long-term funding. And I gave them more money than they asked for. Because they said, I think you need more. And I said, the only bad part about this is I may never see you again. Because I got very friendly with them. And they like me and I like them. But I saved it. Colleges and universities. Okay, and we're going to talk about both of your records, but there. your response you to that, that right? Vice President. My response to that is I never, ever said what he accused me yeah. of saying. The fact of the matter is, in 2000, you architected though, a 94 after the crime, crime bill, bill had been in, 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 in the law for a while, this is a guy who said the problem with the crime bill, there's not enough people in jail. There's not enough people in jail. And go on my website, get the quote, the date, when he said it. Not enough people. He talked about marauding gangs, young gangs, and the people who are going to maraud our cities. This is a guy who, in the Central Park Five, five innocent black kids, he continued to push for making sure that they got the death penalty. None of them were, none of them were guilty of what the crime, of the crimes they were suggested. Look, and talk about he, granted, he did, in fact, let, 20 people, he commuted 20 people sentences. We commuted over a thousand people sentences. Over a thousand. The very law he's talking about is a law that, in fact, initiated by Barack Obama. And secondly, we're in a situation here where we, the federal prison system was reduced by 38,000 people under our administration. And one of these things we should be doing, there should be no no minimum mandatories in the law. That's why I'm offering $20 billion to states to change their state laws to eliminate minimum mandatories and set up drug courts. No one should be going to jail because they have a drug problem. They should be going to rehabilitation, not to jail. We should fundamentally change the system, and that's what I'm going to do. But why didn't he do it four years ago? Why didn't you do that four years ago, even less than that? Why didn't you I do it? You were vice president. You keep talking about all these things you're going to do, and you're going to do this. But you were there just a short time ago, and you guys did nothing. Nothing. We did. You know, Joe, I, I ran because of you. I ran because of Barack Obama, because you did a poor job. If I thought you did a good job, I would have never run. Uh, I would have never run. <laughs> I ran because of you. I'm looking at you now. You're a politician. I ran because of you. All right, Vice President Biden, your response to that? I tell you what, I, ran I, uh, because of you. I hope he doesn't look at me because what's happening here is you know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. I am anxious to have this race. I am anxious to see this take place. I am the character of the country is on the ballot. Our character is on the ballot. Look at us closely. Let me ask some follow Excuse me. Please respond, if and then we're going to have follow-up questions. If this is true about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, 
then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody. Take President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. We're talking, about race. Trump Trump, from hell. Trump, we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you just... I have just... to respond to that. Please. Because, look, Very also, there are Trump 50 former he gets national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now no. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what. Is this that's where you're exactly going? what. This is going. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia. I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue on the issue of race. Mr. President, you've described one. the Black Lives Matter movement as a symbol of hate. You've a shared line. a video of a man chanting white power to millions of your supporters. You've said that black professional athletes exercising their First Amendment rights should be fired. What do you say to Americans who say that kind of language from a president is contributing to a climate of hate and racial strife? Well, you have to understand, the first time I ever heard of Black Lives Matter, they were chanting, pigs in a blanket, talking about police. Pigs, pigs, talking about our police. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. I said, that's a horrible thing. And they were marching down the street. And that was my first uh, glimpse of Black Lives Matter. I thought it was a terrible thing. As far as uh, my relationships with all people, I think I have great relationships with all people. I am the least racist person in this room. Well, what do you say to Americans who are concerned by that rhetoric? I don't know. The, I mean, I don't videos. know what to say. I got criminal justice reform done and prison reform <laughs> and opportunity zones. I took care of black colleges and universities. I don't know what to say. They can say anything. I mean, they can say anything. It's a very, it makes me sad because I am, I, I am the least racist person. I can't even see the audience because it's so dark. But I don't care who's in the audience. I'm the least racist person in this room. Okay, Vice President Biden, Abraham. let me ask you very quickly and then I have a follow-up question for you. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. He pours fuel on every single racist fire. Every single one. Started off his campaign coming down the escalator saying he's going to get rid of those Mexican rapists. He's banned Muslims because they're Muslims. He has moved around and made everything worse across the board. He says to the, about the poor boys, last time we were on stage here, he, he said, said, I the told him to stand down <laughs> and stand ready. Come on. This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a fog. President Trump, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to respond, and then I have a follow-up. No, he made a reference to Abraham Lincoln. Where did that come in? I mean, you said you're Abraham that, Lincoln. No, no, where did that? No, no. You said I said not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody <laughs> done what I've done for the black community. And I'm saying I didn't say I'm Abraham Lincoln. I said not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody done what I've done for the black community. Now you have done nothing other than the crime bill, which put 
Oh, God. Th tens of thousands of <laughs> black men, mostly, in jail. All right, let me, you know let, what? Me, let me they ask They remember Vice it, President because Biden if you look at what's happening with the voting right now, let me ask they Vice remember President that Biden you treated them very, very badly. The, Just the, take a look at what's happening out there. This is not true. Okay. Biden, <laughs> let me give you a chance to respond within this context. Crime okay. bills that you supported in the 80s and 90s contributed to the incarceration of tens of thousands of young black men yep. who had small amounts of drugs in their possession. They are sons, they are brothers, they're fathers, they're uncles, whose families are still to this day, some of them suffering the consequences. So speak to those families. Why should they vote for you? One of the things is that in the 80s, we passed 100 percent, all 100 senators voted for it, a bill on drugs and how to deal with drugs. It was a mistake. I've been trying to change the sense, and particularly the portion on cocaine. That's why I've been arguing that, in fact, we should not send anyone to jail for a pure drug offense. They should be going into treatment across the board. That's what we should be spending money on. That's why I set up drug courts, which were never funded by our Republican friends. They should not be going to jail for a drug or an alcohol problem. They should be going into treatment. Treatment. That's what we've been trying to do. That's what I'm going to get done, because I think maybe the American people have now seen that, in fact, it was a mistake to pass those laws relating to the drug. But they were not in the crime bill. But okay. why didn't he get it done? See, it's all talk, no action with these politicians. Why didn't he get it done? That's what I'm going to do when I become president. You were vice president, along with Obama as your president, your leader, for eight years. Why didn't you get it done? You had eight years to get it done. Now you're saying you're going to get it done because you're all talk and no action, Jim. We got a lot of it done. We released 38,000 prisoners left from the... You got nothing done. 38,000 prisoners were released from federal prison. We have... There were over 1,000 people who were given clemency. We make, In fact, we're the ones that put in the legislation saying we could look at pattern and practice of police departments and what they were doing, how they were conducting themselves. I could go on, but we began the process. We began the process. We lost an election. That's why I'm running to win back that election and change his terrible policy. I just asked on one to question. Why didn't you do it in the eight years, a short time ago? Why didn't you do it? You just said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. You put tens because of thousands of mostly black young men in prison. Now you're saying you're going to get you're going to undo that. Why didn't you get it done? You had eight years with Obama. Because you know why, Joe? Because you're all talk and no action. All right, Vice President because Biden, we and then a, we're going to move on to the next section. We had a Republican Congress. <laughs> That's the answer. Okay. You got to talk them into it, Joe. Sometimes all right. you got to talk them into it. We're going to move on to our next yeah. section. Like I which did is with criminal justice change. reform. Okay. I had to talk Democrats into it. Gentlemen, you we're, did. we're, we're running out of done. time, so we got to get on to <laughs> climate change, please. You both have very different visions on climate change. President Trump, you say that environmental regulations have hurt jobs <laughs> in the energy sector. Look, him, look at Biden, his watch. You have said you see He's ready to go to sleep. As an opportunity to create the new jobs. For old. each of you, how would you both combat climate change and support job growth at the same time? Starting with you, President Trump, you have two minutes uninterrupted. So uh, we have the Trillion Trees program. We have so many different programs. I do love the environment, but what I want is the cleanest crystal clear water, the cleanest air. 
We have the best, lowest number in carbon emissions, which is a big standard that I notice Obama goes with all the time. Not Joe. I haven't heard Joe use the term because I'm not sure he knows what it represents or means, but I have heard Obama use it. And we have the best carbon emission numbers that we've had in 35 years under this administration. We are working so well with industry, but here's what we can't do. Look at China, how filthy it is. Look at Russia. Look at India. It's filthy. The, the air is filthy. India the is Paris filthy. Accord, I took us out because we were going to have to spend trillions of dollars, and we were treated very unfairly. When they put us in there, they did us a great disservice. They were going to take away our businesses. I will not sacrifice tens of millions of jobs, thousands and thousands of companies because of the Paris Accord. It was so unfair. China doesn't kick in until 2030. Russia goes back to a low standard. And we kicked in right away. It would have been, it would have been, it would have destroyed our businesses. So, you ready? We have done an incredible job environmentally. We have the cleanest air, the cleanest water, and the best carbon emission standards that we've seen in many, many years. Vice President and we Biden. haven't destroyed our industries. Vice President Biden, two minutes to you, uninterrupted. Climate change and climate warming, the global warming, is an existential threat to humanity. We have a moral obligation to deal with it. And we're told by all the leading scientists in the world, we don't have much time. We're going to pass the point of no return within the next eight to ten years. Four more years of this man eliminating all the regulations that were put in by us to clean up the climate, to clean up, to limit the, the uh, limited emissions will put us in a position where the we're what? going to be in real trouble. Here's where we have a great the opportunity. What, I was able to get both all the environmental organizations as well as labor, the people worried about jobs, to support my climate plan. Because what it does, it will create millions of new good-paying jobs. We're going to invest in, for example, 500,000 50,000, excuse me, 50,000 charging stations on our highways so that we can own the electric car market of the future. In the meantime, China is doing that. We're going to be in a position where we're going to see to it that we're going to take 4 million existing billions buildings and 2 million existing homes and retrofit them so they don't leak as much energy, saving hundreds of millions of barrels of oil in the process and creating significant number of jobs. And by the way, the whole idea of what this is all going to do, it's going to create millions of jobs and it's going to clean the environment. Our health and our jobs are at stake. That's what's happening. And what right now, by the way, Wall Street firms indicated that my plan, my, my plan will in fact create 18.6 million jobs, 7 million more than his. This is from Wall Street. And I'll create $1 trillion more in economic growth than his proposal does. Not on climate, just on the economy. President Trump, you're right. They came out and said very strongly, $6,500 will be taken away from families under his plan, that his plan is an economic disaster. If you look at what he wants to do, you know, the, if you look at his plan, no, his environmental plan, you know who developed it? AOC plus three. <laughs> they know nothing about the climate. I mean, she's got a good line of stuff, but she knows nothing about the climate. And they're all hopping through hoops for AOC plus three. Look, their real plan costs $100 trillion. If we had the best year in the history of our country for 100 years, we would 
not even come close to a number like that. When he says buildings, they want to take buildings down because they want to make bigger windows into smaller windows. As far as they're concerned, if you had no window, it would be a lovely thing. This is the craziest plan that anybody has ever seen. And this wasn't done by smart people. This wasn't done by anybody. Frankly, I don't even know how it can be good politically. Right. They want to spend $100 trillion. That's their real number. He's trying to say it was six. It's $100 trillion. They want to knock down buildings and build new buildings with little, tiny, small windows. I mean, and many other things. Okay. And many other things. Let me have the vice president respond. And we're running crazy. out of time, and we have a lot and more you'll questions destroy to get our to. Country. So let's hear from the vice president. I have a number more questions. I don't know where he comes from. I don't know where he comes up with these numbers. $100 trillion. Give me a break. This plan was, um, this is plan endorsed by every major, every major environmental group and every labor group, labor, because they know the future lies. The future lies in us being able to breathe. And they know their good jobs in getting us there. And by the way, the fastest growing industry in America are, is, is, is the electric. Feel like your timeshare isn't what they sold you? You're not alone. Hi, my name is Robin McVeigh, and I'm. It's the fastest growing jobs, and they pay good prevailing wages 45, 50 bucks an hour. We can grow and we can be cleaner if we go the route I'm proposing. President Trump, Excuse me. please we respond, energy, and then I have to We are follow energy up. independent for the first time. We don't need all of these countries that we had to fight war over because we needed their energy. We are energy independent. I know more about wind than you do. Oh. It's extremely expensive, kills all the birds. It's very intermittent. It's got a lot of problems. And they happen to make the windmills in both Germany and China. And the fumes coming up, if you're a believer in carbon emission, the fumes coming up to make, make these massive windmills is more than anything that we're talking about with natural gas, which is very clean. One other thing. Find me a scientist solar. Say that. I love solar, but solar doesn't quite have it yet. It's not powerful yet to, to really run our big, beautiful factories that we need to compete with the world. So False. it's all a pipe dream. But you know what we'll do? We're going to have the greatest economy in the world. But if you want to kill the All economy, right. get rid of your oil industry. You want and, and what about fracking? All right, now, let me, let me, have, let me allow fracking. Vice President I Biden to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it I, on tape. I did. Show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. The fact of the matter is Show he's flat lying. Would you flat. rule out banning fracking? I do rule out banning fracking because the answer we need we need other industries to transition to get to ultimately a complete zero emissions by 2025. What I will do with fracking over time is make sure that we can capture the emissions from the fracking, capture the emissions from gas. We can do that, and we can do that by investing money in doing it. But it's a transition to that. I have one more question excuse in me. this pod. And excuse then we, me. We have he was against fracking. He said it. I will show that to you tomorrow. I Good. am against fracking. Until he got the nomination, went to Pennsylvania, then he said, but you know what, Pennsylvania? He'll be against it very soon because his party is totally against fracking it. Fracking on federal land, I said. No fracking you and or fracking. oil on federal land. Let me ask this final question in this section, and then I want to move on to our final section. 
President Trump, people of color are much more likely to live near oil refineries oh, and chemical plants. In Texas, there are families who worry the plants near them are making them sick. Your administration has rolled back regulations on these kinds of facilities. Why should these families give you another four years in office? Uh, the families that we're talking about are employed heavily, and they are making a lot of money, more money than they've ever made. If you look at the kind of numbers that we produce for Hispanic, for Black, for Asian, it's nine times greater the percentage gain than it was under, in three years, than it was under eight years of the two of them, to put it nicely. Nine times more. Now, somebody lives, I have not heard the numbers or the statistics that you're saying, but they're making a tremendous amount of money economically. We saved it. And I saved it again a number of months ago when oil was crashing because of the pandemic. Okay. We saved it. We got, say what you want about relationship, we got Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Russia to cut back way back. We saved our oil industry, and now it's very vibrant again. Right. And everybody has very inexpensive gasoline. Remember Vice that. President Biden, your response, and then we're going to have a final question for both of you. My response is that those people live on what they call fence lines. He doesn't understand this. They live near chemical plants that, in fact, pollute chemical plants and oil plants and refineries that pollute. Mm. I used to live near that when I was growing up in Claymont, Delaware. And all the more oil refineries in Marcus Hook and the Delaware River than there is any place, including in Houston at the time. When my mom get in the car and when, when there were first frost to drive me to school, turning the windshield wiper, there'd be oil slick in the window. That's why so many people in my state were dying and getting cancer. The fact is, those frontline communities, it doesn't matter what you're paying them. It matters how you keep them safe. What do you do? And you impose restrictions on the pollutions that it, the pollutants coming out of those fence line communities. Okay, I have one final would question. Would he close it down falls, the oil industry? It falls. W would you close it down falls. the oil industry? By the way, industry? I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's transition. a big statement. It you. is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. And here's the deal. But that's you can't a big do statement. That. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, over time. And I'd stop giving to the oil industry, I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. He won't give federal subsidies to the, to the gas, excuse me, to, the, to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and that's maybe the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because basically what he's saying question. is he is Mr. going President. to destroy the oil industry. Will you remember that, Texas? She okay. even knew he fucked up when he said that. Vice President Biden, let me give you 10 mm -hmm. seconds to respond, Ohio. and then I have to get to the final question. Vice President Biden. He takes everything out of context, but the point is, look, we have to move toward a net zero emissions. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy okay. production. By 2050, totally. All right. One is he final going to get China to, to do it? No, we're finished with is this. Is he we going to, to get China to, to do it? Our final question. No, we have to I'm going to, to rejoin Paris Accord and make oh. China abide by what they agreed to. All right. This is about though. leadership, gentlemen. And this first question does go to you, President Trump. Imagine this is your inauguration day. What will you say in your address to, America, to Americans who did not vote for you? You'll each have one minute, starting with you, Mr. We Trump. have to make a country totally successful, as it was prior to the plague coming in from China. Now we're rebuilding it, and we're doing record numbers, 11.4 million jobs in a short period of time, etc. But I will tell you, go back. 
before the plague came in, just before, I was getting calls from people that were not normally people that would call me. They wanted to get together. We had the best black unemployment numbers in the history of our country. Hispanic, women, Asian, people with diplomas, with no diplomas, MIT graduates, shit, number one in the class. Everybody had the best numbers. And you know what? The other side wanted to get together. They wanted to unify. Success is going to bring us together. We are on the road to success. But I'm cutting taxes, and he wants to raise everybody's taxes, and he wants to put new regulations on everything. He will kill it. If he gets in, you will have a depression, the likes of which you've never seen. Mm. Your 401ks will go to hell, mm. and it'll be a very, very sad day for this country. All right. Vice President Biden, same question to you. What will you say during your inaugural address to Americans who did not vote? He ain't going to have one. I will say I'm an American president. I represent all of you, whether you voted for me or against me. And I'm going to make sure that you're represented. I'm going to give you hope. We're going to move. We're going to choose science over fiction. We're going to choose hope over fear. We're going to choose to move forward because we have enormous opportunities, enormous opportunities to make things better. We can grow this economy. We can deal with the systemic racism. And at the same time, we can make sure that our economy is being run and moved and motivated by clean energy, creating millions of new jobs. And that's the fact. That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to say, as I said at the beginning, what is on the ballot here is the character of this country, decency, honor, respect, treating people with dignity, making sure that everyone has an even chance. And I'm going to make sure you get that. You haven't been getting it the last four years. All right. I want to thank you both for a very robust hour and a half, a fantastic debate. Really appreciate it. President Trump, former Vice President Joe Biden, thank you to Belmont University for hosting us tonight. And most importantly, thank you to those watching tonight. Election Day is November 3rd. Don't forget to vote. Thank you, everyone, and have a great night. Thank you. Uh... That was exhausting. Hey, Melania, let's go, first lady. They're going to say some chick talk. Oh, she got the matching mask with the matching dress. Oh, my God. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Biden got a little bit of swag with her. How's the presidential debate, y'all? Oh, fuck me. Fuck me sideways. What'd you think about it, Unc? Um, we still going? We are? Yeah, we still on. Um... You know, I thought, you know, as it went on, Biden was, you saw, the, you know, the age difference, really. <laughs> like, he started to make more and more mistakes. Yeah. Um, I thought Trump was more reserved. This is the Trump that needs to be 
that's what he should have been the first to be. Right. You no, know, he needs to be more reserved when he's talking to the, the nation as, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, this was his by far his best performance. Um, I think Biden really blew it at the end with the oil thing, man. Like he, he like I, I don't. I, he said he's going to kill the oil industry. Mm. Everybody working on oil. Texas is out of the play. You know, um, this brings Pennsylvania pride back down to earth and mm. back in Trump's range. Mm. You know, I, I thought that was like I couldn't believe he said that. You know, um, that he's going to kill the oil industry. Um, he's going to have to make, they're going to have to make some retractions tomorrow. <laughs> Cause I, 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 you've seen Trump's face when he said it, he was like, Oh, really? <laughs> it's like, a bold it's sense. <laughs> <laughs> he just handed him the election. Yeah. But you know, as far as the moderator, I think she did a better job, she but did. you know, she was cutting Trump off every time she never Trump cut Biden. Off. You right. know, <clears throat> even at one time, I think Biden half-assed told. He was like, I know I got a few minutes here. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they still mm. didn't. She never cut him off. Mm. But at least she asked some real questions. Yeah. They asked the Hunter question about the laptop. Mm. He had to address that, even though he denied everything. Right. You know, I, I guess as to be expected. Right. Um, you know, I I think, you know, I personally had Biden win in the first debate. Okay. You know, but I think this one was going, I think Trump was going away with this one. Mm. Mm. I love that assessment. I, I have nothing further to add. I totally agree. Um, this is the Trump we wanted to see in the first debate. Uh, we, we got a better Trump this time around. And I think he did a great job um, letting Biden hang himself. Absolutely. Um. Super chat. I'm sorry we didn't get to the super chats, y'all. Brandon Kuzer said mainstream media on red alert. Word. Um, but Biden straight lied, man. When it came to that laptop, he 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 deferred to the whole Russian hoax thing. And it's just like, come on, bro. This ain't no Russia. Yo, son. And I wish I wish Trump would have pushed back on that point. I wish Trump would have pushed back on the cages and made him really answer that question. That I, I felt that would have been strong because Biden um dodged that. Um, moderator did better than the first moderator, obviously. Um, but still, like you said, too much cutting. Too much cutting off of Trump. But yeah, man. Um, I think it was successful. We had, I think we peaked at like maybe 1300 people watching the stream tonight. Okay, cool. Um, so, um, you know, a uh, little bit of technical difficulties a couple of times with our stream. So I'll be aware of that for the next time for the third and final debate. We'll be right here on the same channel and we'll be covering the I third think and this final was debate. The last debate. I don't think we're having another debate. You don't think they're going to do the third one? No. Really? They, they, this was, this was supposed to be the, remember the, this was supposed to be the third one. They had, oh, they had, yeah. they had that, that one before, but they had, they they uh they canceled it. Oh yeah, the uh, virtual one, right? Yeah, because I I don't think there's going to be another VP debate. I guess not. So I guess this was it. Hmm. Mm. Well, I'm glad we got our grift in before it was all <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, I think this is going to help Trump tremendously. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think this might bring 
some of the uh, Karens back into the fold. You know what I mean? And and especially, like I said, that that that, that oil thing was just, that's just that's terrible. They're gonna Simone Sanders gonna cuss his white ass out tomorrow. <laughs> Shit, like you old motherfucker, you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Solar Bear said, I bet Dinesh busting his pants when they brought up Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, he called him Abraham Lincoln. I'm like, what? Yeah. You saw he's he was starting to lose it. Man, I'm like, oh man, Biden is this like I don't know, man. Is uh you know, he he did keep his composure uh, for a little bit, but you know, um, I don't know. It, it's it's cut and dry. It, the choice between these two gentlemen, um, you know, I don't know how much, you know, they're blaming everything that went wrong with the COVID on on Trump. You know what I mean? Right. He, you know, in in retrospect, there could be like two, three times more people did than you know than what it's currently now. So um, I really don't hold that against them. You know, I hold that against the American people because the American people are the ones that have to social distance, have to put on a mask. The president can only say this and that and everything else. And he brought up what Fauci said. I remember when Fauci said, oh, don't wear a mask. You know, he's only following what the the, the medical people are talking about. If we want to be mad at something, we should be mad at the medical people. I don't know. I understand how we everything gets blamed on him when he's following the directions of the medical people. Right. These people talk about believe the science and all this other junk, man. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, I, I hate the race part, man. Like, yeah. like I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I kind of get kind of mad about the topics. They did call, talk about China and Russia, what they would do. But, you know, they really didn't. You know, it seems like to me if Biden gets in office. Guns up on China and Russia. That, I don't know if you saw. And it. North it's, Korea. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. Yeah. And he was calling um, the Chinese president a thug. And he called North Korea president a thug. Like, that's not presidential. Like, you try to put us in a nuclear war already, bro. A lot of misstep. Um, Adam Rezich said, uh, thanks, guys. Hotep Jesus, I want to get in contact with you for some OBS tips. How to hide the cursor on stream and how to edit scenes while showing another scene. Yeah, get me together, bro. Get me together. <laughs> <laughs> you know niggas don't know how to work this technology. So. <laughs> <laughs> they need the white man to come show me some shit, man. Come. <laughs> Yo, share that. Write that all down. Share it with me too, man. We're going to get a, a, a private session. Go to briansharp.co. The link is in my Twitter bio. Hit that. Yo. Sign up on my um for my email list. You'll have my email address, and then we can get a little training session going. Um, and I appreciate your help, Martin Vincent. Fifty dollars. Uh, I don't know what currency that is, but it's fifty or something. Um, he said, uh, "No, Trump lost his moment when Biden bowed to the moderator. His should have uh appointed Adam. Ha ha. Okay, appreciate you. appreciate the uh." Super chat. I don't know how much that currency is worth. I hope it's worth more than a goddamn dollar. Um, Mr. Him downstairs fought out super chat. He said, V mix all day. OBS sucks. V mix, huh? Okay. Come on, white folk. Put me on, man. <laughs> Put me on. Tell me what we supposed to be using here, man. I, I'm, I'm buying some more assets too. So, like, this screen that we got here, you know, it's a little patchy. 
I'm um in negotiation with a designer now to get me some animated backgrounds and some animated um cam overlays so the overlays can look a lot cleaner. So I got some of that stuff coming too, and I got some animated alerts coming too. So yeah, man, hook me up, man. Tell me how we can make this shit better, yo. But yeah, thank you everybody tuning in, man. I, it was a great turnout tonight. Successful as I thought it would be. I see people screenshotting us on Twitter. Um, people are tuning in. They watching. I'm glad we could be of service uh, to the people. Uh, somebody's asking right now, what's your take on that? Who won? Motherfucker, you need to be watching the stream. You know how I felt about the debate. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been retweeting this shit all night. Uh, False Premise said props to uh, Hotep Jesus for the debate live stream. Appreciate you. You know, we uh, we, we got a, um, wasn't going to watch the debate, but could not pass up Uncle Hotep and Hotep Jesus commenting as it went. Word, word. So um, Twitter's, Twitter's appreciating it. I'm appreciating the energy. Thank you for all the super chats. Um, I'm sorry we couldn't uh, read them all out, but um, Kay Edgington said, uh, "You guys rock." Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, Chabinator said, "You guys, you should hire an engineer to run everything." All right, uh, sh show me the way, man. I don't want to be pressing these buttons while we stream it. Uh, <laughs> shit, I wish we could. I mean, show me the way. Show me the way. I'm new to all of this. We got the streaming machine popping. So, you know, one day we're going to have our own studio. So, you know, don't worry. You know, we'll have our own studio and everything. Uh, don't forget the Grifty Awards is coming. We'll be shooting that in a uh, professional studio coming soon. That's going to be lit, lit. Anything else, Hunk? No, nah, I don't got nothing, man. Um... Thanks everybody coming through. Thanks for everybody donated. Uh, you know, this is the first time doing this. Uh, greatly appreciate it. It was on three hours, you know what I mean? So it was a little bit of a grind, but um, greatly appreciate it. Um, Uncle Hotep Factor uh, Sunday night at eight. Uh, who, who are you talking to tomorrow? Cooley Bravo. Cooley Bravo. Oh, okay. Oh, my man. Yeah. No, that's nigga, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to be talking about his. Uh, life as a gang member. We're going to be talking about Chicago. Uh, and we're going to be talking about black liberals. It's going to be a great conversation. I can't wait to talk to Cooley. He's a nut, man. Funny, funny guy. But he's been supporting the Hoteps. Um, he's got Hotep Nation gear. We sent us Hotep Nation gear. Uh, so that's going to be lit lit tomorrow. It's a very interesting conversation. Yeah, If y'all missed that one, y'all going to be really upset. Uh, that's all I got.